pretty simple. Alright folks, how you doing? What's up? It's uh, Pops here today with, uh, with the Power with Pops coming to you from Lucy's in Gainesville, Florida. Uh, I am sitting here with a gentleman who has made his trek back and forth from Gainesville to other uh, places, uh, Virginia being one of them. I don't, I don't know if it's been Virginia for all of them, but uh, he has left and come back many times. He's uh, ventured out, seen what it was like, come back and uh, you know, I, I found out that happens a lot with a lot of people that come to Gainesville and leave and come back. It's uh, it's a good, it's an easy place to come to. Uh, that's why I've never left because it's too easy to stay, as well. But uh, I am here today with a good friend of mine. I actually met him in Virginia Beach, Virginia, uh, in the year 2000. I was on tour with Army of Punch. Uh, he was playing drums for one of the bands, I believe. Uh, I, me, at the time, I was hanging out in the back of the basement and a fire had started. Somebody had started a fire and I put the fire out and somebody else did. And then afterwards, we all went upstairs, show's over. I'm sitting in a, uh, in a bedroom in this house uh, about to smoke an enormous amount of marijuana. Uh, and then someone, Guy opens the door and says, hey man, your apartment caught on fire back home and no one could find your girlfriend. And this is kind of like where I met Mr. Crown because this is the gentleman that was kind enough the next day to feed me at a greasy spoon and introduce me to a lot of really cool people up there and give me a ride to the bus station. Uh, and he didn't even know me. And uh, so I'm glad I got a chance to sit down with him today. Jake, thank you for doing this. Thanks for having me. Dude, this is amazing. Yeah, this is great. You know, long cheers. Cheers, man. Yeah, long time no see. Definitely. It's good to be yeah, back. Yeah, no shit, right? <laughs> it feels weird. Being here at 36 is like, I like it better now. Yeah. I like, I, I, I was such an indoors guy. Yeah. I mean, I would rehearse or play music working at, at Mark's for so many years. Yeah, totally. Day. I would just like write music until or hang out with uh, John Gaunt, like drink beer until yeah. work, you know, which seems wrong. But so like the last couple of years of living here, I started going to Springs, you know, I started going out, going out to all the, you know, parks and stuff, San Velasco and like um, Devil's Mouth, even Devil's Mouth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I never went to those places for my first like seven years here. Dude, I, I lived here 20 years crazy. before I went to the Devil's Mouth. It's insane. That's how much of an asshole, you know, like right, you I can do like, it. You can miss a lot of things. So sure. now being here again and I mean my first week I went to Sweetwater Wetlands Preserve and I was like sweet it's a nice insane. place right it's like five dollars a car yeah for something better than like you know uh, an amusement parks you know yeah. like set up yeah of, like, yeah yeah of nature weird yeah <laughs> nature but their, let me version for sure let me the store okay so it was in Harrisonburg Virginia okay Harrisonburg thank you and it was at a place called the 401 House, which was where Hot Water played there a bunch. That's they, right. They yeah, were, I've heard, I'd heard about this right. place. I know how popular right. it was. Refused had just played their last show uh, that year. Yeah, Or the year before. In that basement. Holy shit. Uh, and you were in like... In that basement, that basement fit what? 200? Oh, it's huge, yeah. We would 200 have big easy, band, 300? Big bands would play there all the time and like just... Play. It was amazing. That was a great music town, like Gainesville. It was, yeah, it was, it was kind of a like how Richmond. Yeah, it was Harrisonburg, Richmond. We really connected with like kind of almost you were cousins. I mean, cousins of cousins. Kind yeah, of it was deal. great. They, you, you're like, Guy comes in and, and like, 
and we're and you're I'm like holy shit I don't know what to do yeah well, none of us had phones there wasn't yeah. a fucking phone there was no cell phone I didn't have a cell phone I took you to uh, a pay phone down the street down that's the right. street it was like freezing I think it was or was it hot it was, it was extreme a little ch- yeah it was like it was, it was cold it was chilly because it was a cold type of year you guys cold time of year the van the army and Ponch was using it was the rented van rented van with no seats in the back I don't think no, and it had the gate in between. the gate yeah we sat in the back and played uh, Grand Theft Auto on PlayStation yeah. 1 with a little crappy v- VCR TV I mean <laughs> it was I was like how are you guys doing it and then I remember like connecting so like so much with especially like Army of Punch guys yeah that I was like I could like fucking move to that place yeah and then you know fast forward a couple years like I did move to that place I did move to Gainesville because of like the friends. It was just amazing. Like now, I moved here because I got a good job and yeah, you know, I like the outdoorsy and I still like to you know have fun. But back then, it was like, oh, I want to be in a band like that or yeah. like those are my and they were like my peers back when I was like I was twenty. Oh so, wow! Like to me, Jack and Guy and Danny were like the big band. You yeah. know, like oh fuck, man, you guys know Radon? Like holy shit, you know? Yeah. And uh, my band, I think played that show, but I don't know. What was the name Home of team. that band? What that was Home that? Team. Yeah, that's right. And I heard, and they had told me about that yeah. band. And, and you guys, that team was that, that your band was actually yeah. quite known, wasn't I it? I feel like, like up there, you know. In that area, you were yeah. kind of like how Ponch was. I mean, because Ponch was, <laughs> yeah, definitely. you know what I mean? You had that same kind of. It was a suit. It was more DIY feel. It was. It was a DIY more band. smaller DIY. We would have at that, uh, at we, that time. We had know? a house, home team house. We had a basement where we rehearsed every day. Holy shit! For two hours, probably. Uh, so you guys had a pretty good regimen at, at a young age. Forty ounces were ninety nine cents, ninety nine cents. So I we would get a case of forties, and we would play music, and we really got along, and that's always key. But that was the house where, like, it was like the punch house on Fifth Ave because yeah. we, we had one landline, and ever, all the bands on the East Coast started to know it, and like bands that, at the time, like. We couldn't tell what was popular, but like right. all the bands that like kind of fast, like no effectsy kind of bands would yeah, yeah. call like this landline, and I like would answer and write on like a this like scratch board, hey, uh, the Ataris are playing here, or can we get them a show? I would like yeah, do yeah. all that stuff, and and it's funny because I never was the Booker you guy just, you after just that. Took, the, you just took the message, wrote it up, and say, hey, can we do up. it? And everybody was like, yeah. And then when Tony Weinbender moved in. Then yeah, we it got real. And he moved in, and then he started doing a festival called Mac Rock, which yep. is like a conference. And then I mean, the first year that I went to Mac Rock, it was Archers Aloof, it was Avail, it was um, all the big the executioners, guys. the DJs. It was yeah. um, I'm free, probably forgetting people, but it was unreal. And you're like, whoa, he got Fugazi. I'm sure you like, could Wikipedia that shit. Nothing. <laughs> That now when he does the big thing in Halloween, it doesn't sh- surprise me. Yeah. But, man, Harrison, that connection that night, like, I'll never forget that night. I was going to bring that night up. Yeah. Because if you didn't, the yeah. night of the fire, because it's like, oh, my God, man. And then it's like the, I think Harrisonburg was, was right up to par with Gainesville's kind of, like, welcoming. Yes. Like, you guys, whatever you need. Yeah. You, know, you guys were. Touring I mean, was, was hard, there. man. You guys were, like, out there, man. I mean, you made not one dollar. No, you lost no, they, yeah. probably two hundred dollars. They, they lost. Everybody lost on that one. But, but it was it was a it was a fun tour. I mean, it's 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 definitely a tour that I'll never forget. That's for sure. And I got there's a lot of funny stories from it. Yeah. But uh, let me go to the beginning. So um, 
Where were you born? And I was born in Columbia, Maryland, which is like uh, right outside of D um, Baltimore. Okay. And it's kind of like where you live if you like worked in D.C. or you're, like your parents were in D.C. or your parents were in Baltimore, but like a, either A, you don't want to live in Baltimore. Right. Or B, you can't afford to live in D.C. or whatever it may be. Were they, were they, were they, were, did they work in D.C.? Did they do my, work? My dad was, um, uh, he worked in the food business. He always has. Okay. Um, and he was kind of like the middleman between like an actual company, say like um, Smucker's Jelly or something. Okay. And like a, and the uh, distributor. So like he would represent Smucker's and go to like a Cisco or something. And be like, like, you guys need to sell this, this and stuff. I'm going to get it into Lucy's and blah, blah, blah. Oh, so okay. he was kind of the drug dealer of the, the, the jelly. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So he did that. So, so his did... territory was so far that Columbia was like in the middle of the state. Yeah. Baltimore's up here. Like obviously they... But so like Columbia, um, obviously they can't see what I'm my yeah. fake map that I'm making up here. Just but, picture it, folks. But like, picture, man, it. I was my dad like was such a hard worker, and same with my mom that like I remember being 14 and be like, I want to surfboard. And my dad's like, cool. So he brought me down to like the DMV, I think, to get me like a work permit to like work a yeah, job, yeah. and I like shocked oysters at 15. Okay. So I could get a surf. Okay, right, right. I mean, minimum wage is so, four dollars. So you grew up. Uh, so you, I'm, guess, I'm guessing you grew up. Working class, yeah, yeah, in a they, sense? they, yeah, and then my, yes, <laughs> so like, I mean, because working, it seems like to me, I working class wise, it's or the reason why I say that because I grew up, you know, lower income working class, and like my dad, my stepdad was the same way. It was like he, when I wanted something, it was like you got to work for oh, it, yeah. and and like my first job, he dropped me off at thirteen at a Texaco gas station, Absolutely. and I pumped gas. Absolutely, at thirteen, and did that credit card ch -ch -ch oh thing. You know, I had to do that thing. <laughs> You know, at 13, you have no strength. You're like, no. yeah, 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 trying to do this thing. And that was, like, my first gig. And, it, like, that's the type of, uh, right away, you know. Yeah. As soon as there was any want of anything, it was like, well, here, it's time for you to learn something. Right. You know, and it seems like you have a pretty good work ethic from that, oh, I'm man. guessing. Da oh, it's, it's, on, it, it's on, I try to not work as much anymore. Yeah. But owning a couple businesses will make you work all the time. But um, back... back to Maryland, like yeah. we, my dad connected with a man, and uh, and meanwhile, like my mom raising three, like you know, my my brother was so you three three boys. Yeah, I'm the youngest. My brother in oh, Columbia wow. started a basement, like punk rock scene. Oh wow! Shows would be in my parents' basement. No booze, you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. Nothing like that. All ages. My brother's mohawk punk like was around. So yeah, after like so minor threat era. Okay, but, like, so your brother's probably four, my, my brother's age. at forty two. So he's around my age. So yeah, around okay. And he was the. I mean, it was like I'm so lucky. I mean, I don't know what I would be. You into. had the introduction of the right music at the right time because he was there to kind of yeah lead you in that. But he would be like, it, he never was like pushed it on me. Right. I think he played me like. Dag nasty or something. I was like, "This is the fucking best thing I've ever heard." In my yeah, life. yeah. This, I'm, I'm young and I'm like weird. I know I'm weird. I know I was weird my whole life. I've been weird my entire life. I'll be weird until I die. Yeah, yeah. But I remember hearing that and being like, "Holy shit!" And then my first concert, my parents took me to see John Denver, 
And I, I think I was like, this is weird. And then, like, two weeks later, my brother took me to see Shudder to Think, that DC band. Oh, wow. So those were, like, in the span of, like, two weeks. I was Shutter 12 years old. Shudder Think must have just blown your balls it was off amazing. compared, right? I mean, so, that's one of my favorite bands. They're so good. I and, love that band. Right, they're so good. And, and it was like, oh, my gosh, this music is so... And then it from there, like... It's insane. I mean, minor like once I heard Minor Threat discography, I was just like, that was it. "This, I want to play drums like this." Yeah. I went, started just like pounding on things until my mom took me to a pawn shop called like B Somethings. I remember, like, I remember her taking yeah, me to yeah. the pawn shop, and it was a bunch of like alcoholic dudes that were getting fucked up all the time in the pawn shop because they were supposed to be giving me drum lessons and like my mom would drop me off and like they wouldn't show up and like, like <laughs> my mom was like oh my god she'd have to come back and give me and there wasn't cell phones so I'd have to like run to a pay phone and be like hey the guy didn't show up so I just learned on my own Yeah, like I listened to like especially like Minor Threat Alice in Chains for some reason love them Yeah, like I was into that um, even like Green Day or something yeah, yeah. but man like I was like I want to play as fast as I can. Well, the, so you that time period that you were talking about, you could, you you saying Alice in Chains, Minor Threat, and then there was also Fugazi was in that time period oh, with yeah. that, and then you also had fucking Helmet came out. Insane. Then, then Faith No More. It's crazy. A Jane's Addiction prior. I mean, Jane's Addiction was what nineteen eighty. Yeah. Nothing shocking came out in nineteen eighty eight, and that shit was like when I first heard Nothing Shocking, I was like, holy. Along with the, all that other stuff, I was just like. This music's just getting crazier. It's 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 following this cool step and you know following yeah. it. That that era like was I kind of skipped a couple years. I started drums at eleven okay. years old. Like my first two friends were Jason Sullivan and Keith Boyle, who is like who doesn't who listening to this doesn't love Keith Boyle. He's yeah. my first friend. Yeah, legit. Like it's fucked up. Yeah. Like I've known that guy for I don't know like most of my life. Oh wow! And like we were the weird kids in high so school. So Keith, so Keith went to the same high school you yeah. did in in Virginia Beach. In Virginia Beach. So I moved. Yeah, Harrisburg. I only lived. We only lived there for like two years. Okay. It was like everyone else was going to college, and I kind of like was like, eh, I guess I'll move up there and be in a band. I yeah, had yeah. no, as, yeah, I had no like intentions of doing anything for my life. It sucked, but I was like, I'm gonna play music, and it's gonna be great or whatever. Yeah. Know? But so like rewind to like Keith and I were like the two kids. I went to a very like I my dad eventually started doing well. And we lived in like a golf course neighborhood and all sorts okay. of shit. And Keith and I would Those go are to, always fun went to the same, yeah. <laughs> we went to the same uh, high school, and we were the two dudes that all the teachers knew. Like these are the fuck ups. Like these yeah. are the guy. These are the failures. Yeah, we were. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I would wear a t-shirt with like a weird tie and like two different socks. Right, right. And like we would walk around to thrift stores and skateboard at thrift stores, and nice. like I'll never forget that kind of stuff. I've forgotten. A lot of stuff we've probably done here, but like yeah. I never forgot that. Like that, I've always just made it a mission to. So middle school, you were in in Maryland. Virginia Virginia no, I moved Beach. to Maryland and when I was seven, and so wow. really, so you were just there for like elementary school and everything, yeah. and then around middle school you moved to. Oh yeah, to Virginia Beach, Beach. Okay. and like Maryland. The, my brother told me about the basement shows and stuff later on, and okay. I like, saw flyers and pictures. Yeah, yeah. I was too young to really like know. Yeah, yeah. I think my dad would like take me to Pizza Hut when like there'd be a show. show or something. Okay, but how yeah, cool like my parents would let them your have, brother like, do that. Yeah, that's insane. That's man. that's we there we were we were lucky in that way in Sarasota. There was two or three houses where parents would let you use the garage and let a bunch of kids yeah. show up and do it. You I mean, know, like no one was drinking, no one was yeah. doing drugs or yeah, smoking. Yeah. It was just like they would just 
these bands would play. These kids just wanted to jump around and act like idiots for a little bit and slam against each other just, you know, to get some of that that aggression out. So, okay, you're in middle school and high school. You, with you and Keith Boyle, are are you guys in a lot of classes together? Did you guys, were you guys in classes together? Like, did you you Um, kind of lump together because you guys were, like, the bad kids? He got held back, I think, a year. And then it kind of threw us off. How did he get held back a year? He no wait. He got held back a year because he was a year ahead of me. Oh wow! And then I think, I think once he got held back, then we were in classes together. Oh, wow. We were always friends. Yeah, yeah. Um, I had a, um, and it's embarrassing, but I used to own a Fugazi shirt, and everyone like listening knows that Fugazi doesn't make shirts. Yeah. So like I had like the like <laughs> the bootleg that I got in London or something. <laughs> I, uh, I got it in London. My brother got it for me in London or something. So I have a, a awesome. shirt on, and Keith Boyle comes up to me in middle school, and it's like, "Hey, cool shirt." And then we're friends, and we're still friends. And yeah. it's 2016. Yeah. And it's I, I mean I texted him this morning because yeah. uh, they went and saw um, Insane Clown Posse last night. In oh wow! It's that so uh, <laughs> they went to a Juggalo they did. get together, did they? But so like that, I don't know. Everything like we've all been through to like really be friends with people yeah. and I still talk to Jason Sullivan still a good friend of mine yeah yeah um, and he was still lives in Richmond but I don't know that I guess like music kind of like brought us all together yeah I wouldn't know anyone in this town for pretty much well Ponch and then Ryan Geis and Tony yeah. came down and started working for Fuel by Ramen yep yep which you know, right over there, yeah, um, across the street, which is a sweet nightclub now or something. Yeah, but and then, not like it's sweet. Right. That's what it's called. It's sweet, <laughs> yeah. <right? laughs> so like, man, I've pretty much I hate to say follow those guys here, but yeah. I was like, hey, I want to hang out with you guys more, and I'm not doing anything with my life. Yeah, literally. So up there, you guys, that whole time you all are hanging out prior to the, them moving down here before you. What'd you guys do for fun besides shows? Like, what was what was your what were your weekends like? Did you guys just run? Everybody jump in a car, try to find shows? Yeah, we would in Virginia Beach. Like, we're, is it? I mean, there had to have been a lot of shows going on at that time period. You guys there must was. have caught a, a lot of really good fucking shows. Hardcore actually. shows, big time. Norfolk is like like big. what were some of your favorite shows? Like some that you caught uh, that time, but prior to moving down oh, here, man. like what stuff that really sticks out to you that was like, holy fuck, man! I, I got I'm lucky I'm here tonight. You man, know, like, I saw 108. Do you remember that? Yeah, like, 108. Crazy hardcore band, Ja-ja. right? Ja-ja. They, they was, was like they, they would like oh yeah sl- slam each other with guitars. It was crazy. It was nuts. They were like the craziest band. They were like Krishna. They were They're straight like, up hardcore. And they would be like. Oh, the sweetest guys before yeah, their show, and then they got on and the stage. They, they were going so crazy yeah. that people were. They were like, "You guys have to like chill." Like the crowd, they played it was like so crazy. They played at the Blue Chair in Tampa, and the guitarist came down and broke his stock on the singer's head and oh busted the singer's head open, and they still played the show. Yeah. Music's not like that anymore. Not that I've a seen a bunch of bl- a bloody Krishna. Just was like fuck it. Just going hardcore one because it was oh it was 108 and Snapcase at that show. I, I saw that same tour. Yeah, it, it must have been the same That's exact the, tour. Definitely the same tour. 92, 93. And I think did Lifetime open? Yeah, I think so. I think. I think maybe. I was too like young. Yeah, to yeah. Care. That was but funny because that was prior to us moving up to Gainesville. That was like a couple years prior. <clears throat> I was so I was like so in love with. A few bands, yeah. Because my brother, my brother went to VCU in Richmond, 
okay. and uh, my oldest brother. And he became friends with this band called, um, there was two bands, Groove and Hugal. Laugh, laugh backwards. Anyway, they were both f- phenomenal. They started a new band called Hose Got Cable, who are okay, like I know that band. one of the best post yeah. crazy. They're like, I, the Refused like wouldn't even exist if it was. was right. I mean, they're like great. Anyway, he was like friends with them, and he lived with them. And I was like, <laughs> you live with that band? I would go travel to see them at yeah. young age. I mean, we would take, we would. I don't think I would like lie to my parents, but I don't think they knew what I was right. doing. But. I didn't drink back then, so like really like every- they weren't too worried. No, yeah, I'd yeah, be yeah, home, yeah. I'd be home by eleven or something. Good kid. Jesus. Then once I started drinking, <laughs> at, I started drinking at like fourteen, and yeah. then it was like then I kind of cared a little yeah. less about the show, and then I was like, man, I just want to party. Go and party stuff. at yeah. the show. But yeah. I always still loved all that stuff. But I know I'm jumbling my years, but uh, man, once I met punch then I remember being like I'm definitely gonna move to Gainesville it's just, it's just if and was when was that that was that that tour or uh, something prior it might, no it might have been a, a, not the later tour okay because I didn't move to Gainesville until 2002 okay so two years later okay. so so uh, did you come down and visit though in between those course. two years yeah I think you did you came down and did no some, cell phone yeah you came down and did like some like acoustic stuff sometimes no didn't you ever oh, mess yeah. around with yes, the, no my no. like Weird comedy thing, yeah, go, go, go. Go, go, go. You go. did that a bunch of times. Infamous, man. Yeah, very funny. You were like the acoustic version of Judd Judd. But like a total dick. Just but like, you, just like. But you were like, you were being more positive. You were like, go. Right. Go, go. Yeah, but then. Dude, it was so hilarious. I remember you did it at Comic Grounds. Yeah. It was the funniest yeah. thing. People were like, you just were like coming out playing the songs. And at first, like, the people that didn't know you that were there were just like for a few minutes were watching. And then you could just hear the laughter start yeah, and then awesome. everybody by the I mean it was kind of like you had it was kind of almost like I've seen comedians do that where like there's one comedian that'll come out and he starts singing a song about himself and he makes the song like 30 minutes long yeah and I love people it. I want, I want lose it by the time he's done because it just talks about himself and how great he is yeah I want to see that song. for sure man it's like completely hilarious like but, like he almost intentionally wants them to like stress out he wants like, he, he wants to piss them off I kind of yeah. did that and and, <laughs> and, and, and <laughs> we were all living in the in the Virginia when I moved here I mean I moved in with Tony Chad Smith Ryan guys yeah, Keith yeah. everybody lived in that James Parker the lived Virginia in that house. house yeah like we were all there that's where they started the fest or whatever we were screen printing all the shirts. That's the one off of 16th. Off 16th and yep. 12th something. Yeah, yep. Um, and and so, like, man, I don't know. They would push me on stage, basically, and be like, play your guitar and, and talk shit. And I was, like, young enough and... Like, <laughs> and I brave be, enough, I would, right? Yeah. I mean, you just... I mean, if you're not... You're, usually, if you're young enough, you're brave enough to get up there and I'm just, pretty fucking sarcastic. Yeah. But once you know me, you're like, oh, okay, it's just... That's his thing, but... I was I got on stage at a show and it was not beat buttons but they're one uh, 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 it starts with an A um, anyway uh, Argentina Argentina check out the show that I opened it's go 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 first right Argentina and then Dove which is like that floor offshoot yeah 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 and they're heavy and amazing like, yeah yeah they were great but it was like the drummer sang yeah yeah right so like they booked me on the show so I get up there and I'm just like. My set list is just, it just says go, go, go. Like, every song is just like go. It was stupid. But my friends are like, you should just talk shit. And I was like, all right. And I was young enough to say yes, you know. So I get up there, and I'm like, oh, Argentina, whatever. I probably made some dick comment, like sarcastic comment. And then I was like, dove, really? You named your band after a bar of soap? 
and fucking I see this dude walking up to the front of the stage and I'm like oh, oh my shit. god like this guy is gonna kill me he was in the fucking band and I was like oh shit I was just joking dude cause we didn't tell like when they booked I mean like Nigel or Jason or someone heard or they like let me do it kinda yeah. like fuck it you know do it Jason I, in theory I thought they would like hate Savage not fast forward but like Savage Brutality yeah, yeah. Jason was like the biggest Savage Brutality yeah, yeah. when we would play Common Grounds he'd be like I want you guys to fucking go off go as crazy as you can yeah yeah what band is ballsy enough to like we'd be like hey can we like can we leave our gear here cause we'd all walk home yeah like we, he would let us like leave our gear at Common Grounds and like get it the up. next yep. day like it was just kinda like what the fuck is this but yeah so like he he found out that it was like that what I was going to be doing and let yeah. me play the show and it was looking back I was like that's fucking awesome but I tried it a couple more times it didn't have like the it was almost like a one time yeah yeah thing so, but, so so for your first experience moving here what what would you how would how would you relate it to other people like would you say like it was it was like going from I mean, because you, you seem to be at home in Virginia Beach. That seemed yeah. to be a place that, that, that had a lot of uh, history for you. Sure. And, and probably had a lot of, uh, like, gravitational pull to you still, you know, yeah. and, at the heart. And uh, when you moved here, what was it that made it, the, the, the transition, easy? Was it was it the fact that the, um, you kind of, that brotherhood already kind of pre-existed? Like, you, are, you already knew that you were pretty much coming to, like, the same place? Oh, yeah. Just central sure. in a different area? No doubt. It, but then I moved here and was and loved the, like, I ended up loving the heat. I loved the weirdness of this town. I loved that yeah. you could bicycle everywhere. And, and loved I, how it got dead during the summer. Got dead during the summer. And <laughs> the people that I met... Um, like it would be like a Saturday and it would be like oh there's a horseshoe tournament yeah at someone's house and you go there and like someone would be grilling some shit and be like hey man try this and I'm yeah. like oh this guy doesn't know thinking to myself like this guy doesn't know me like whether it was Will Thomas right. or like, someone just handing me something like hey you, dude try this wing I'm like yeah man like everyone here is really fucking nice yeah it, and weird like me shit and I was 23 so I was like I'm, I, I mean I was older. I wasn't a baby at that point. Right. But I was young for here. Yeah, yeah, Because it just got out of that, like, I don't know. That it kind of switched eras. Yeah, it did. And it, and it really did. And we were all, everything happened, like, organic back then. Like, yeah. Like, hanging out with Punch House and, like, hey, we should start a really silly band and it should be really fast. It was like it was like us hanging out as friends. It yeah. wasn't like we got on Craig's. There was no Craigslist yeah, or something. Yeah. It was like I definitely <laughs> want to be in, be in a band with Jack and Gay. Yeah. Definitely want to be in a band with Guys. I already had been in bands with Guys, you know, previously. And I was like, Keith Boyle's gonna be the singer. Doesn't matter what he sounds like. Doesn't fucking matter. He's gonna be the singer. Doesn't. Yeah. We don't care. We're not. There's yeah. no like tryout. He's doing no it. one else is in the band. Yeah. We were all so close back then. I mean, yeah. We're all still close, but you know, like we were just friends, man. Like yeah. Jack and Keith would come up with lyrics that were like we would we were like crying laughing and like no one's on their cell phone we didn't have cell phones yeah. it was like we were just hanging out laughing and like writing riffs at Punch House while like people were playing Tiger Woods golf you know you were fucking there for yeah. a lot of it man that's, that's you just sat there and watched and just it, that, that's what I've always you know like 
the part that I miss, and this is the this is the this this only like not regret, but kind of one thing that I, I wish I would have been a little bit more attentive to, especially I would have I wish I would have been uh, more uh, in the artistic mind to have a camera around to catch the moments, yeah. just just like the the, sure. the moments during those those uh, because I was at a lot of like crazy important hot water music songs that were created and I was sitting there watching it and listening to the words coming out and being written and someone would say something and then I would say something that would you know and it was like such a cool Mm -hmm. experience and like even going on tour with Ponch years later I wish I would have had a camera like there were so many experiences and things and like meeting the people that like I, I, I I I kind of I kind of missed out on a lot a lot of stuff. Thank God I have a memory like a fucking elephant. Right. I mean, it's there. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm just not artistically inclined enough to draw the pictures out. You know, <laughs> you know. I mean, it's yeah. the stories are there. You know, and that's why I started doing this podcast because sure. I wanted you know I wanted uh, people to understand the connections that music makes between the, pretty much all the states throughout the U.S. You know, like they're they're. they're, they're if you if you're not completely related to this certain area somehow in music, you know somebody in this area that knows this sure. person in this area. You know what I mean? Like awesome. there's and there's this really cool uh, connection that 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 doesn't seem to ever break, uh-huh. and you're always able to find your way into it. Sure. You know. Um, so you moved here in 2002. You did some bands. You're playing. Mm-hmm. Um, what were you, so did you work? What were your first jobs here? <laughs> Uh, Give me some of the fun ones. Vin, Vinny, at the time, Vinny from Less Than Jake was, he was just like, had this house and it was over in the duck pond. It was this beautiful house and he needed all this work done to it. And like, we were all friends with those guys and, and you know, I asked him, I was like, man, I'll do pretty much anything because like back then you couldn't get a job anywhere. Now there's so many businesses here, man, it's, you can get a job. There's, it's, there's, it's ridiculous it's now. So, he was like, well, I need my fence painted, I need this, this, done. And, like, that really helped, back then, like, helped me survive. Yeah. Because Keith Boyle and I shared a room. I had an air mattress. Like, nice, yeah, and my yeah. rent was $150. I remember those fun days. Right, so, like, well, they are kind of fun. I mean, they were fun, but, like, it was rough kind it's of, too. It's not the best sleep in the world that you could possibly get. It's not the best sleep, and you're also just like, what am I doing? You know, you get to, like, 23, like, what the fuck am I doing? And, and so, like, I was doing that, and then um, John Gunt was working at Mark's as a dishwasher. And called me and was like hey somebody quit they need somebody at Mark's can you come like right now and I was like yeah and I started working there and then I worked there for like until 2010 oh wow I, every tour I went on they would always let me go because it would be the summer and they're yeah. dead in the summer so it was perfect for them they were like great yeah and have fun and I would come back and just walk, and clock right back in and start working because I was yeah. but I mean I never I never did the crazy like man some of those guys like hot water punch those guys were touring against me and touring so much like man that's hard on everything i never did that i just did like the kind of like half like yeah, I, you yeah. know maybe one or two a year yeah you know, for a couple weeks or a month you, you weren't gone 200 days a year no way I, 250 days a I year i think i wanted to back then but, yeah but i didn't have the bands i mean yeah. savage brutality we would have killed each other yeah i think that band would have been you guys would have imploded at that much oh, yeah. energy. I think so. Because yeah. there was no one to, like, take control. The reins and kind of maybe kind of control we, it a little bit. We needed, literally needed, like, a manager yeah. to be, like, to get us to the next 
place. Right, right. I mean, we did a couple tours, um, but nothing, nothing longer than probably four days because by then we would, I mean, everyone would, exp- like, if you are, say you're like a pro wrestler and you're like an extreme pro wrestler, like, and you show up to somewhere and, and, and someone's seen you on YouTube, like, fucking doing something crazy, like, they're going to want to see you do something crazy. Yeah. Where we were like, you know, that kind of bit us in the ass sometimes where it was like, oh shit, we have to be like the craziest band that has to like do, I don't know, drink yeah. everything and eat. Anyway, I mean, it was, it was the best time. everything that life. everybody gives us. That was the best, that was the best, <laughs> most fun band I was ever in. Yeah? No, like, I mean, I love Coffee Project, I love Home Team, all the bands I've been in, Rehasher, all that stuff back yeah. in the day, but that band was just like, it was fun every day. And then, like, Guy and Geist moved to Nashville, and then we got Jerome and Ryan Murphy in the band. That's right. And it was even more, it was just as fun. Yeah. So, it's like, man, I, I was privileged. I feel, like, fucking privileged to, like, play with those guys. That's how it was. Like, I remember seeing an interview with, like, Ian McKay talking about Minor Threat, and he's like, those, he was like, Minor Threat was fucking good. And he was talking about the players, like, yeah. not him. That's yeah. how I felt. I was like, dude, these, at the time, I mean, Jack and Keith were writing some of the funniest shit I've like ever heard I was just like you guys are hilarious and then they would the riff would be like fucking crazy and I would come out with the drum part and be crazy and I was like man these guys are awesome we had a warehouse space that we split with every every band in this town right um, lots of days how fun like you know our warehouse was like I think like Billy Reese Peters Whiskey Company uh, <laughs> Grab Ass Charleston's yeah. us one of Argentina's band, maybe Beat Buttons. Who like, left all this white residue on right. top of my amp head? <laughs> it was awesome, man. Is that talcum powder? Just like notes on the wall, like, don't use my amp from everybody or whatever. It was great. It was so much fun. But I don't, like... Don't change my shit. Right. And now, I... I... There's just as good bands, it's just we're older dudes like post-teens are so good yeah post-teens are I watch them and I'm like fuck they're like if the Ramones were like hardcore I'm like Jesus man but like it doesn't I don't know I just admire now like if I play Coffee Project plays the fest we play maybe three times a year yeah I'm totally alright with it yeah but like if I I want to start something new and I've been like talking it's been like fun to like think about playing music again but like with my new job I work a lot but even if just like a once a week rehearsal yeah I mean just something man back in the day when Savage Brew and like Stress Face would be and like No More would be down the street rehearsing and like this band and this band against me practiced every night and I knew they were gonna be like a good band I mean they've always been a good band but like they're a great band they were doing it but like they rehearsed every fucking night and none of us did it would be like once a week and we'd all get tanked and forget the songs dude, and that's, dude Hot Water Music when they moved here they were they practiced that's every get good, fucking day that's how you get good right every fucking before they played their first show at the hardback I mean they practiced every and as soon as they were done practicing you know Waller lived with Jason Black and Rebello and George George and Chuck had acoustics they just yeah. kept playing they were they were writing shit Wallard and Jason were over yeah. there they yeah. were writing shit I mean like they never fucking stopped dude those first ten years uh-huh. like those motherfuckers never stopped writing music mm-hmm. like I'm surprised they don't have a like this crazy long catalog of songs that they haven't done right sure they you probably know? do you know like they're probably sitting on songs Demos that they could probably <laughs> like 
Okay, after we die, we can put those out like Prince did. You know? Yeah. So we, we got enough songs for ten years now. Oh you know, just keep going. But but it's like they it, yeah it's like the I always it's funny I always knew the bands that in this town that I could tell that were always going to do good. I always had that feeling. You could just tell when you saw them. You could tell when you heard about what they were doing. You could tell too by usually like the the not caring about what everybody else thinks yeah. just doing exactly what the fuck they oh, want to do to be happy you know which seemed to be such a such the, the key to, to to progressing on past being a, just a regular fucking bar band yeah sure and doing just yeah. regular tours you know yeah. you actually get to do shit um so you lived so you lived here up until 2010 2010 no 2012 <laughs> so I, all this time you do your bands you're working marks yeah doing your shows and 2012 comes what what uh well not to like rewind but i what i uh started writing acoustic songs okay in 2007 okay i was going like when that was the coffee project, coffee project stuff? started and it was like buddy and i were such good buddies. and is that on do you have that on facebook or anything we're on facebook spotify okay. yeah coffee project look yeah. for it so like we started playing because again like I'm lucky enough to say that we are literal friends that were like sit by his in his backyard but he's got an awesome pool you know yeah yeah it's and a good chill house. zone and we would just write and I was going through like uh, like a, a kind of a broken off engagement so uh-huh. I wrote like fucking all these songs that. were so easy to write yeah it was like that thing where it was like I'm gonna write all these songs and then we kind of like tooled around and we were so bad for so long like we were like play and we didn't really have any identity and then finally like we started really being like well let's try to like record and kind of like see what we really are yeah you know like Buddy will play horn on some songs and I'll play guitar on some songs and we recorded and Vinny fucking put it out I mean it was, it was and he put it out because he liked it yeah and we said to him he's like yeah I like this is cool and and we started playing, and then and then that was a lot of pressure. It's like I I suffer from like weird, ang- I got like anxiety. It's where when I was younger, I'd drink for all the shows and just be like, "Fuck it." Yeah. And then like Coffee Project came around, and I was like, "Oh my god, there's no like distortion. It's just like me and acoustic and Buddy." But luckily, Buddy's really funny and like talkative, so I was kind of right. Like, all right. Which took some of the, yeah. the, the 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 nervous energy off of you. I'm yeah. Sure. We put out two full lengths, an e two EPs and a ten inch. Yeah. We, wrote, we we put out almost fifty songs, and in you like put three them out years, on what, all like, on paper and plastic, all on vinyl. Oh wow! Except I think our last one didn't come on vinyl because we kind of like stopped playing, so like it's yeah. hard to press vinyl and then not sell one. You know, if you're and not, not go tour, out and send like, it, yeah. So like, man, that band was pretty influential on me, just personally like, as a writer. Yeah, I'm guessing because I'd always play drums, and like <laughs> I just want to know that Danny from Lucy's just. Humped the uh, penis. Humped the penis in the window. Yeah. Outside. Window penis. I love this. This is a great bar. I'm glad we came here. But man, that band was like, I I mean, I still like playing with him. Yeah. Just not all the time. We're brothers. Like, Buddy's a brother. He's, we don't get along 24 7. But like, we are friends. And when if the time is right, we play. Yeah. I mean, that's the way. It I is. mean, isn't that the cool thing about friends? And like, that's one of the things like I've discussed a lot on on this podcast is that I uh, 
we've all been lucky enough, I think, to um, lucky in life all together to have the type of friends that even if there is time that passed between us, uh-huh. there's never that that weird reconnection. You can just jump right back into it. Yeah. Like we've all seemed to been lucky enough. Because I've been friends with people that I did have that situation with where it just seemed very awkward when yeah. we got back together. But luckily, the past 10, 15 years here in this town, like, I've been lucky enough to come across all these people that move away mm-hmm. and I don't see for 15, 20 years. Like, going, when I went up to New York, it was just like, I stepped, I stepped into James Glade's apartment and we sat down and we just started drinking beers and talking like as if we were sitting at Common Grounds in 2000. Crazy. You know, and it, there was no... And that's I what's so... To me, I think it's something to do with artistry and being an artist. Because, and this is one of my main things about why I do the podcast, is because of my appreciation of all art. And and I'm not the artist that I wish I could be, but I, I uh, jack of all trades, king of shit. You know what I mean? <laughs> I, I try. It. You know, right. I attempt, you know, at the things that I love. But I, I've been lucky enough to meet people like you, who, um, who are driven uh, musicians and artists, uh, who who have uh, you know you've taken the time to uh, pull yourself away from maybe an easier life uh, to 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 find that love that you wanted to find when it yeah. comes to music yeah. and uh, and and that's to me is, is something that's very commendable because I don't think a lot of people understand the the, the uh, a lot of the stuff that musicians musicians and artists give up you give up everything you know to, like, to, 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 show, to show people that you love them. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I'm sharing this with you because I care about you and stuff like that. And, and, uh, and that's, uh, that's some crazy shit, man. I mean, that's, and, you, and you've really, you, and I could tell in your music over the years that you're definitely someone that is, uh, is someone who loves doing that and, and, and loves sharing his art and, and, and letting people know, hey, I'm, I care about you and this is the way I'm showing sure. you. Do you need a refill? I do. I was going to go. No, go ahead and grab one. I can keep talking. You, right. you can go ahead and grab you, one. You need one too? Yeah, just grab me the same thing. It'll okay, be cool. great. Would you have Wild Night? Yeah. Okay, because I, I do want to hit on that. Yeah, yeah, definitely, say. definitely. So, no, it's uh, very good uh, to talk to him about that stuff. It's uh, knowing, that, knowing that the artists in this town, you know, we have a, a very good connection. Not that I'm the artist that most of these people are. Uh, I wish I was. Um... But it is a beautiful day here at Lucy's, as we're sitting here discussing Jake Crown's history in Gainesville and abroad. Uh, I'm so glad he had the chance to come out and do this this evening. It uh, really uh, makes me glad to see him. Always enjoyed him. Such a such a great guy. Very good. Uh, great sense of humor. Uh, big heart for sure. Um, total jerk not really not at all uh but um oh my wife just texted me to ask me what time I was gonna be home hold on folks I'm doing real world real world shit over the podcast cause I can't do two things at once I might be quiet hold on what time will you be home Hey. Hello. How are you? Good. How are you? 
<laughs> okay, sorry, I had to let her know when I was going to be back. So, uh, yeah. That is what is going on. And, uh, yeah. I hope you all have uh, a good week coming up. Uh, this show is not coming up tomorrow, which is the 16th. This will be up next week. And, uh, <laughs> I just got a, a thing from Katinsley telling me how weird he feels about Wild Night. <laughs> oh, thank you. It's, yeah. a real, it's a real wild night. Real wild night. I, I interviewed Dave, Katin <laughs> Dave Katinsley the other oh, night. Oh, sweet. And I, yeah, I was just telling him he's going to be my 50th podcast. Oh, rad, man. And, uh, 50? Holy shit. Yeah. And he's like, sweet, I'm actually kind of nervous, weird, stoked. <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing, man. You like your your art is it like this? It, it, don't say you're not you know you jack of all trades, king of shit or whatever. But like, right? This is like this is what you're doing is like what you're doing now. And that's yeah. What's important? No, totally. No, I, no, I agree with you. But man, like, I think like I finally realized at like twenty. I don't know, man. I mean, Savage Brew was hard. We were so fucked up all the time. And like, and I was kind of just like, I don't know what I'm doing. I eventually went back to school and got a degree from Santa Fe. But I gave up most of my 20s. Like, when most of my friends were like getting married and having kids and, like, yeah. and doing all this other stuff, you know, back in Virginia or here, like, I was like working as much as I could so I could like tour in the summer and like play music and like yeah you give up that you kind of pulled away from like the social scene a little bit and kind mm -hmm. of did a little setup for yourself yeah. you know like you were kind of preparing but, yourself it sounds oh, like yeah for you sure. know you I were was, trying I to put yourself stuff. in a situation yeah you kind of want to more than just to pay 120 dollars a month oh rent. But yeah you want to you want to be able to for you know sure, what i mean like man. you want to improve yourself you're getting older you kind of want to like work your way up just a little bit so you're not you like in like a 20 year old your friends will zoom by you man yeah i mean you got to do what's best for yourself you have to like do the selfish late 20s that's what i called it yeah like, i'm gonna do this but i guess it i mean it's it caused me multiple relationships i mean like just being in a band like but it's like what what do you what if you're an artist i don't know like you you know okay for example like uh I saw Fear play at Market Street. Yeah. The band Fear. And at first it's like, oh, what a joke. There are old dudes that are playing. But that's, they fucking did. That's what they were. Still... When they were young, they were, but that, like, yeah. they didn't go to college. Like, that was they. I can't, I can't, like, blame them for wanting to, like, try to probably support a kid or whatever it may be. Like, it's tough. But for me, I, I, once I turned it into a total hobby, Yeah. I went on, I was, I was working at Mark's. And Coffee Party was still kind of like at its, I don't know, peak is such a lame word, but like we we had a full length out okay. and like it was, like people are starting to take notice of we were, whatever. Um, Chuck Reagan calls me on the phone. He's like, hey, I want you to come on and play drums for me on tour. Oh, wow. So I immediately went to the boss and was like, hey, I'm, I'm quitting. I'm oh, out. I'm going. But it was more of... Um, like, oh my gosh, I'm going to give drums another try. See what happens, you know? Yeah. And I went on tour with him and John Gone and a full band and everything else. It was great. But I got home and realized, like... And I was okay with saying this to myself, but, like, you're not good enough to, like, be a professional, like, touring musician. Right. You're not. 
Right. You're just not, and that's it, okay. It, it takes a breed. I'm totally okay with it. It takes I, a breed. It I was kind of like, does. I, I was like, holy shit, man. What? Well, so, as a drummer? Yeah. Just out of curiosity, because I, I don't have that. Is it easy for you to look at a drummer and look at them and be like, that motherfucker could be a badass studio musician if you sure. wanted to be and fucking kill it? Right. Y- yes. See, I did. I've done studio work for people, but yeah. when I look at, I definitely can. I can look at like who's a better like live drummer and then like who just keeps the beat and who's like really precise. Oh, who's in the pocket? Who's in the pocket? You know, um, there's definitely drummers in this town that are just. Do you find so yourself a more of a lucid drummer? Are you more of a, a, a not? I wouldn't say taught. You're not musically taught like how to read music. No, as a drummer. But I did get to use a, like a click track for like yeah, the yeah, crazy yeah, yeah, beats. Yeah. I was using oh you were click, click tracks. Track okay, yeah. okay. Because Brad used click tracks all the time when right. the get down played. Sure, always. And he he was more of like you know sits. Erect yeah, he said erect like that, and right? went around. Where yeah. I was like, I would try to basically like hit him as hard as I could and, yeah. and hit lean him into him. You were go nuts, and that and that's fine. It was all like a live thing. Yeah, uh, like one of my favorite bands is Avail, and like they're a live band to me. Like you see them they live, were, you, yeah. their CDs are gr- are cool. They're great, but, but you like, have to man, see, you them, see live. them live, and the like, drummer's going nuts. You can hear on a record and be totally fine. But you could be at the hardback and see here, and then fucking Bobo's jumping in the, and you're like, holy fuck! I know. So that, dude, a veil when a veil hit, dude. Yeah. Holy shit, they were from our, Dixie, They dude. were from our town. That fucking yeah. album, dude. How that first tour? You know what? You know what the number one albums that we played in that little ass band that Ronnie Holmes. You know right. that's our first tour right. band, right? My that Astro van that Ronnie's still driving was Hot Water Music's first tour van. Jesus. There was five of us in that van with all the equipment, and Jason had a refrigerator. My God. George had a drum case. I sat on the drum case next to the door the whole month. Oh, 30 days. 30 days on tour. Hot as hell. Hot as hell, no AC. <laughs> but you loved it. It was amazing. Yeah, it was great. You'd never forget it, man. Slept on mattresses in a house that we shouldn't even have went in. Oh, of course. Like weird oh shit like God. that. Oh, like totally. squatters would just show up into a house. They're like, yeah, well, we're going to have a show here. And you'd show up to a show. And then like they'd disappear. And then you'd wake up in the morning and be like, are we even supposed to be in this no house? One, There's no one here. We That happened to us a couple times. Savage Brutality a couple times where we would like wake up at a house and like get kicked out. Like you're not supposed to be here or something. You know? What but, the fuck? But there's some people. No, there's nobody living here. But there, yeah, man. I'm... I'm like thinking to myself. So that was like 2009 when I went to work chucking them, and I was like, every day, every show sold out. We're flying to like Finland. I got to, I got to, we, we, we did Europe, 30 days in Europe. Holy shnikes! And I hadn't played drums for a while. Also, A and B, Chuck's first album doesn't have drums on it, and he was like, hey, we're gonna play all these songs, you know, just make something up. I'm like, just gonna play along. Like the pressure was yeah. kind of on. Because I think I had a month before we left, so I'm like working full time, and God, my roommates, my roommates had to be so annoyed because my drum set was in the middle of the living room. It was me, Steph Jones, Gene Avercu, oh wow, who were the best roommates I, you know, they were yeah, yeah, the, yeah. Best, the best roommates I ever had. So like, and they're just like, and I'm like, you know, learning these, you know, like little shuffles and stuff to try to play along with the violin. We did fine, everything was great, but again, I, you know, I came home going. I still want to play music. I love playing music. I still want, like we did 
you know, more Coffee Project albums after that. I've played, I did a band with uh, Matt Walker and Matt, Mike Collins called Bad Comedy. That was cool. Oh, that was wow. more like a d- Discord kind of band. It was just like we wrote songs and like I wrote most of them and Matt wrote like some guitar stuff and he wrote some stuff and then we showed up and recorded them and then I moved. Oh, wow. So that was weird. It was oh, awesome. Wow. We never played or anything. <laughs> but like that's, I, I don't know, it's like, I guess when you say like art, it sounds lame to like say out loud, but like that's like that's fun to me. Like yeah. when someone does an art show or something, I'm like that's beautiful. They probably think, oh, this is silly an art show, but like yeah. for me, like that was my art. Like we wrote songs, we went to um, Black Bear and recorded them. Yeah, and I never did anything. It was like fun. I mean, that's how I mean. Like the when I was in the band, the Get Down with Brad and Tom, and then like we recorded songs with Joseph Sammons, and I have the tracks, so and we never put them out. That's a shame. There, and, I, and, you guys are and, great. And, and people, like, and that's funny because Travis Johnson, I was up when I was hanging out with Brian Wynott, uh-huh. Travis Johnson's like, dude, what the fuck? You yeah, know? You guys were great. Travis man. Johnson lived with Lacrasto at the time so that we were doing the, the band, so he'd heard everything right. all the time. So he was like, total. So I sent him the, the four. But when I was up in New York, Tom would not let me let any of his friends listen what? to the get down I was like come on guys listen to this and Tom's like no I'm like come <laughs> on man but I told all his friends where to find him I was like you, you can go look and you can give Tom shit afterwards I was like Tom was a fucking amazing guitarist like he was to, he was doing he was taking see what people don't understand about the get down I don't think a lot of people understood what Tom was doing Tom was taking two um tap tempo pedals right that had a five minute record on them okay and as the song went he built layers and tap tempoed them to the drums and the bass so by the time we got to the end of the song there had to have been at least a hundred different guitar licks playing this crazy sound yeah that you couldn't like, really hear that's live. That's nuts, man. But, like, listen to the recordings, I listened to it, and I was like, holy fucking shit, dude. I was like, if we would have ever put this stuff out, people would have been... People would have liked it. People would have been like, okay, this is different. It's not yeah. It's not rock. And, I mean, our biggest thing was we got lucky because most of our fans were the ladies in town. We had the biggest lady contingent. Definitely. You know? And we were lucky. Like, Amanda Miller would show up. We played Amanda Miller's, like, wedding reception. At Common Grounds. Awesome. What were the venues that? Because I'm trying to think. Old we, Common, our original Common Grounds. Market Street. Market Street. For Mr. Lavery. Right. Uh, we played Valdosta. Okay. Uh, at the pizza place. Yeah. Oh God. Yeah. Was Savage Brew didn't you? I think no? maybe. Anyway. Uh, we played the barn. I don't know how many times. Sure. Pretty much, we played everywhere around town. We were always the band that got to play first. Right. We were that band, you know, even if it was a house show. It was like, because we were always like, yeah, sure, we'll play first, whatever. Yeah. So it was like, we we were the band that didn't try hard enough to get, you know, it's not like we worked hard to be like, we're going to be the first band to play, you know, we're going to play last. You know, we were always just like... All the other bands were like, oh, you know, so-and-so's late. <laughs> yeah, it's so gainsy. You know, so-and-so's late. So you guys are here. He's got to get off work. He's got to get off work at in Big four Lose hours. or something. <laughs> yeah. Even though he knew he had a show to play right now. Uh, booked it like, yeah, two we'll months ago. Yeah, yeah, totally oh said God. yes. But no, okay, so you play, 
And then you said you you left here in 2012. And yeah, I know. And I, you moved back to up Virginia. to back to Virginia. I opened a food truck. And, and that was the the pita pita pit. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So it's like a really small like franchise. There's like 200 of them in the country. It's yeah. Small. There's 50 fucking states. Like yeah. it's a small franchise. It's big what in some What got you into that? Like what what what? We wanted you? A, we my dad and I wanted to open a pub, kind of like Lucy, but less of a music venue and more mm-hmm. of just like. A, and I, I was like, we, we wrote out a business plan. I don't even fucking know if I even told my friends this, but like, yeah, like we did a business plan for like Buzz's pub, man. Okay. Buzz and Jake's, I can't remember. We were gonna house roast, just turkey, roast beef, like do that kind of like, just bar food, kind of like old school menu. bar food, just bar simple food. sandwiches, kind of like kind of nothing and crazy. Was, and, and he at the time was sixty-seven, <laughs> and I was like, okay, so pop, you're sixty-seven. Like, man, if we start this now, like, you know, we're talking, like, a good we'll five, close ten years. at five, ten years of getting off work at 4 a.m. I was like... And being back in at 10. Yeah. And we were like burgers and fries, stuff like that, craft beer. But I was like, man, let's do something healthier. Yeah. And then um, I had eaten at the Peter a lot because I like vegetarian food. Yeah. I'm not vegetarian, but I really like... And I dated a vegetarian for a long time. You make a good, quick falafel? Great. And so, like, I was like looked into it and we looked into it more and we were going to buy the one on Archer Road and we ended up not buying that one but we opened one in Virginia and I'd always wanted to be in business with my dad I was working a sales job I, this is postmarks I got a job yeah. in sales and I, you'd like see me my customer it was food sales okay. kind of like my dad did in the yeah, 70s yeah. and 80s so like my customers were you working for Cisco or something? no a company or? just like Cisco called okay. Seabreeze okay. small. My, my customers were Everybody, man. The, I mean, the Jones, the Top, Lunchbox, okay. you know, all the places around. Um, not Lucy's. They would never buy from me. <laughs> no. Uh, so, Lucy. I couldn't... I was the most money I'd ever made. Really? And really, it was, like, crazy. But I was not being creative. You know, Cough Project wasn't doing much, because Les Jake still does a lot. Yeah. You know? So, I was like, I don't want... I, what the fuck was going on? So, I was in that weird... I think, and tell me if you experienced this, but like, okay, age 26 to 30, you're like, okay, I have got to be a man, and like, I can't I gotta be a start kid trying anymore, to do shit, like, yep. Not just a job, but like, just... Trying to get shit right. And now... I mean, I got married when I was 28, so it's yeah. like, I kind of, I started that... And so that's what I thought, like, I'm going to open this with my dad, we're going to make... Really, 28, wow. We all were together for a while before that, right? Yeah, I mean, me, we met in... See, how old was that? My scattered brain. I'll, I'll go back to what I was talking about, but yeah, I was, I wasn't. I was just maybe thirty or something when okay. I got married. So she was like twenty three. Yeah. So it's like yeah, we were. I was just getting. But I was trying right. to work on trying to go to school, and I was getting my automotive degree right. yeah, stuff. No then shit. No shit. At around that time period. So I mean, yeah, you're right. It's that you kind of have that feeling like shit's gonna start working now. I gotta kind of do that thing, you know. And and on top of that. I was like, I think I've done every, you know, at the time, I don't know, man, it's hard to look back at things that you, re- not regret, but like, because I think regrets are kind of silly once you Yeah, they don't certain, mean shit, because, you know, like. We're here right now, yeah. that's all that matters, and like, I've learned that, and it's yeah. taken me a while to realize that, but it really has, because it's, yeah. The past is, the, the, this is what I'm doing this, I've realized the past is important for, at least right now, how I think about it in this sense. 
the reason why I'm doing this is because I'm connecting a past here in Gainesville sure. for people. And what I'm doing is I'm connecting the musical past, I'm, connect, I'm trying to connect the artistic past, and I'm trying to connect all these people that are connected in this group that might not all hang out together and might not all see each other, but somehow there's like this crazy artistic family tree that, that, that for me, for me, starts in Gainesville and spreads sure. out throughout the country. Yeah. You know what I mean? This is my hometown, and then my friends that have left and moved on and gone to their places and done their things uh-huh. and growing yeah. as they are adults. And that's the cool thing that I was so excited about doing when I went up to the East Coast and interviewed, like, Andy Perez. He's just opened his own tattoo shop, bro. Andy Perez! Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, I used to wake that kid up and he had an empty bottle of Jack Daniels next to him. I could barely get him into band practice yeah. when he was 21. Now this dude's got a business. And it's amazing. It's like, he's doing his shit. You know, he's a, he's a He's a mason now. He's doing stuff for the local kids. Like he's doing, awesome. like he's doing all this killer shit, and that you know, and th- to me that kind of, and I, and that's the coolest thing about being around all the people that I've been lucky enough to meet is that everybody, even if even though we all go through our our destructive stages that we had gone through, uh-huh. we still have this will to to do something, hopefully, a little bit more. Yeah. Than you know. Something one that makes us that we're happy doing one for sure. One happy, you gotta yeah. be happy first because I mean I don't know about you, but I grew up watching two unhappy parents work for a long time unhappy. You said I'm gonna do. I am definitely. What I'm gonna do. Yeah, I'm gonna to find something happy. to be happy because I am not. I don't want to come home like that every no, night. Man. You watch that for 20 years and you're like, I can't go. I don't want that vibe in my house. You know, I want to come home heavy. relaxed and. Yeah. Cool. I don't want no tension in my shit, you know, at the end of the day. Yeah, and that's, you know, and I think our generation, I think, have, have been lucky and we were smart yeah. enough to not listen to, like, our grandparents, like, our parents listened to their parents and yeah. jumped into shit when they were in their early fucking 20s. It's different now. And got knee-deep in bullshit. Yeah. And then ended up hating and regretting it's, a lot of shit. It's so fucked up. And now... Like, you used to get married when you were 21 back in the day. Yeah, now everybody's been in their 30s, having their kids in their mid-30s. And maybe that's why almost the, 40. That's why I think the suicide thing has gotten pushed, like, into different, like, I, you know, it's, I'm so sad to hear of all the, you know, especially people I know, but friends of friends yeah. that you see on Facebook almost every month, you know, something happens to somebody. Yeah. And it's tough. Like, our 30s, because we were just, like, kind of spinsters and just, like, fun in 20s, a lot of us in... In, in Gainesville, Richmond, New York, Brooklyn, yeah. all over the country, like we're all in bands, or we're all artists, or we're all doing yep. this or that. A lot of people, it sucks, man. It's hard to like grasp. I don't know. I, I'm fortunate to where like I kind of figured it out for myself. Like, yeah. Because it's a different road for everyone. That's I, the thing. I struggle with happiness all the time. Yeah, I mean, totally. even today, this yeah. morning, like I get really bad like morning anxiety. Okay. Like I'm. I'm just terrible on this and that and then I get over it it's weird it's a mix of like coffee alcohol yeah whatever it was yeah yeah and like I used to smoke I haven't smoked cigarettes for 10 years and that's the best thing I ever did I'm great. a social you, sure I, but again I, I, I wasn't that's yeah. the problem I was like I have smoked every second and yeah yeah I was like Robello smoking you yeah, know yeah, yeah like yeah. just Woo! right so which is nothing wrong with anything I mean he I did it for a long he's, time I wish I could do it like he does <laughs> well he's 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 such a good dude and I, I hung out with him right here we had a blast yeah not to get sidetracked he's, yeah yeah, yeah no. he's such a it's so fun to talk to a drummer that you admire and right you know, and, but also just a, like a friend or whatever yeah but so like man 
pal. Even though he's a Portuguese Hello. piece of lovely gentleman. Oh my gosh. Man, <laughs> beautiful. you're hair. like, I gotta do this. I have to do this. And I really thought, I believed that. It wasn't yeah. from my fucking father. It wasn't yeah. from my mother. They were always rad. Just yeah. like, whatever. That's it, the thing. I ignored my fucking parents. Right. I, I was like, I'm, and I had a girlfriend at the time, and we're still friends now. Uh, her name is Lindsay, and like, I was so like, I have to be a man and an adult and I, I need to start and now fast forward to fucking 36 and yeah. like I have a, a what I can like consider the best job I've ever had yeah. you know I'm working for an old friend um, yeah what are you doing I, I'm the I'm the restaurant manager at Mark's <laughs> oh, which no is the nicest place in town so you know? with Ben yeah. you got in Ben's there with the ben? GM oh, so, so he Ben got, got promoted he calls me and goes what do you think when did I, he get promoted a couple like about a month ago. Oh shit! Yeah. So. Oh shit! Sure. Congratulate yeah, him. I didn't amazing. know that. He's like, you know Ben. He's not on Facebook. By, he's not you know. Last time I by there, like I was, I was walking by there and I, was going to Big Liz to do an interview with Todd Weisfeld. Sweet. And and Ben comes walking out all suited uh-huh, up. I'm like, yeah. What's that big money motherfucker? Dude, I wear a suit every day. But when I'm not there, I guess what I'm thinking in my head and what I'm saying now, scatterbrain style. Is yeah. That, like, now I feel like a kid. <laughs> I want to like. Just have fun, like. Well, see now you can. See, I can, but I was so concerned, and I think a lot of my friends are like that. You know, Keith and um, Keith, you know, kind of was like, I've done everything I can do in Gainesville. I'm moving to Richmond, and he's happier in Richmond now. Is he really? He's happy. I mean, he loves this place, but you know. What do, I mean? I can't you, speak for him whatsoever. No, no. I mean, I don't know. I always. I mean, I'm not. This is from my from from uh-huh. me standing out from watching Keith Boyle all the yeah. years that I've known him. I could. Personally, Keith, I could see you doing way the fuck more here. I, I, your talent is, is something that, uh, is loved here. Uh, your personality is something that does add something to the town. You are a, a very big part of Gainesville. Uh, I'm, I'm sad he left. Yeah, for you sure. You know, you know, I really am because to uh, me, you know. You, you, there, you have those. We have these certain groups of pe- these certain people in town that kind of have that ability to socially always be able to be inclusive and put themselves in situations all the times and always be around for those moments and try to make sure they're a part of that living every moment of the day. And I always saw Keith as that type of person for sure, man. Like, and, and he's I, I am so I'm super jello about the, the type of personality he has because I'm also an anxiety type person. I have, I mean, I was, I, I'm, I'm hyper-anxiety, ADHD. I mean, I take Xanax. Right, sure. I have to. Uh-huh. And I didn't start taking that shit until I was 44. And my whole life has been anxiety attacks yeah. from the age of 12. Like, I've always had this fight-or-flight feeling like that crazy anxiety, like... Shit's always gonna go bad. Yeah, like that's why I was always never able to follow through with a lot of things because of the fear God, like, of stuff not working out, dude. Yeah, it's crazy, it and anxiety is a crazy thing. And I realized when I started taking the, the Xanax. I mean, I went to the doctors. It's all you know. I'm unlegitimized yeah, sure. this shit, you know. And I'm not hooked on the shit because I make it last the days that it's supposed to last. I get right. 30 pills for 30 days, and it yeah. does exactly what it needs to. And you know what it helps me do? It helps me do this. Right. It took that fear away, and it took that shit that uh, the people around me growing up that kept telling me that this is... See, I grew up in kind of in a situation where it was like you were either going to 
be a working class dude or you're going to join the military. That's the kind of family right. you grew, I grew up. I have a lot of okay. people that were in the military yeah. in my family. Lots of people in the military. And um, couldn't do the military. The Mohawk was too big. I, I almost joined the Marines. I, came, awesome. I almost signed my name. Uh-huh. I was there in 1990. I, almost, I would have been in the first Gulf War. And I, the guy gave me the pen, got that J there, and all of a sudden, man, I just, Wadi Youth exploited Mm -hmm. in D.C. for some reason started playing in my head, Mm -hmm. and I was like, fuck this shit. Hell yeah. And I I turned around, I was like, I can't do it, dude. I was like, I'm going to tell you straight up right now, you will kick me out in a month. Right. Easy. (laughs) I don't, I I totally You know, and and I told him, I was like, because, you know what, I don't like my parents telling me what to do, Mm -hmm. and I'm definitely not going to like some fucking stranger screaming at me telling me what to do either yeah. so I'm gonna save me and you the the trouble uh-huh. you know I appreciate the time you took with me you know but awesome this but not, this is not gonna not a good you're fit. not making money off of my name this right, time right no shit this is not the social security number you're gonna make some bucks on their military man so I'm glad you didn't no me too you know <laughs> oh shit I wouldn't be here cause my I lost, mom I was friends in that war my mom's friend uh, she, my mom my mom and dad are 70 and like they have friends from their neighborhood who have a son who's like been going to, you name it, the Middle East, going to like Afghanistan, everywhere, every every place. And it's like, how can you not think in the back of your mind like, like my sons might not come back? Yeah, that's fucking weird. I'm sorry, but yeah. it's like, I mean, I love our country. Like, I love America and stuff. Yeah, not, uh, but it's some dangerous. It's some dangerous doo doo. Um, <laughs> well, so. So you move. So you move back up you, there. Start I, the business. I, I moved. Oh, oh yeah, Virginia. I I got. I was pretty. I don't know, how intense do you want to go with it? You know what I mean? Like I I hate it. I hate it. Okay. You my, don't have to go deep my, into my it. My mom and dad are some of my best friends. Yeah. They just are. Yeah. And my um, I really get along with my dad. I mean, we're like the same person. Right? He's well. I had my I aspire to be like him. Right. Right. Just integrity. That's awesome. Integ- you know. Uh, just an awesome guy. Everyone likes, you know, and 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 that's fine. I don't need to be that. That's and it sounds like your family, your your parents. I'm close to my family. Are very, although they're seventy, and probably sound like they were, you know, what thirty, forty years older than you, Mm -hmm. which is a good distance. Thirty three. Yeah, my my mom was thirty three. So it's like you know, it's like you you. You see, you guys seem to, especially your brothers at that time, yeah. and all they were so stuff, influential. You guys, you, yeah. Your parents seem to have, no matter what, to, even though your dad was like a businessman and all did yeah. that stuff, and they were still, they took the time to realize that their kids had some sort of uh, uh, need to artistically, you know, let let themselves out early on. I'm, I can honestly say I'm so lucky in that regard that my parents kind of were like. I mean, my parents were, like, going to folk festivals. My parents right. were letting my brother have, you know, crazy Mohawk punk rock shows in the basement. Like, yeah. they've always been cool. But at the same time, they are always worried about me because I was such a fucking, like, I had such a hard time in school. Right. Literally just graduating high school was, like, I They fucking, just let me out, dude. They didn't yeah. even want me there. They didn't want me. Well, I gave up, like, the, I wasn't I had a football aggressive. Co- I had a football coach for a math teacher all four years of high school that's how much they didn't like me right they, they wanted to get out of there <laughs> so I like you know I didn't I didn't like high school I couldn't wait to get out of high school yeah 
I had less friends. Dude, when I was in kindergarten, I, I the first day of kindergarten, I was like, I can't wait till I graduate high school. <laughs> That's that how much been your I hated senior school. Quote. That's how much I hated school. I hated it, man. I hated it so much. Except for art classes. Day. Art classes were the shit. But oh yeah, oh man. The art classes were the the, the oh, safe yeah. place, man. Like if you could figure out a way to stay in art, like get into AP art class, so you yeah. could skip classes. That was the shit. But yeah. my but my I think what really like instilled this kind of thing in my brain like of being either not just an entrepreneur but like a go-getter yeah was my dad like you know when I moved out when I was was 17 he was like okay cool I don't care but what are you what is your goal right what what do you want to do right I don't care what you do just what he's always said this and his hands probably like just like what I'm doing right now like look I can go live your life but like don't just have a plan. Yeah, yeah. And and, and and I didn't for a really long time. I really <laughs> thought, and I mean, I was so naive. Like I at the time, keep in mind, I was like nineteen, not to like rewind the beginning yeah. of this podcast or whatever. But like, I mean, I thought like home team was gonna be like fucking Green Day or something. Okay, you know what I mean? I had yeah. that nineteen-year-old arrogant idea, cocky shit. Just like we're gonna be so a big band or something. Yeah, and like, and now looking back, I mean, of all the for the most part, I'm still really good friends with almost everybody in every band I played with. That's Through cool. all the b- bridges yeah, 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 I've yeah. burned, that they've burned. <laughs> right. But it was my goal, really, to like... And you did this, too. And I saw this transition with you, where you just became like, I'm going to be a happy person and fucking... Every, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. fucking this... I love living here. And I, I, yeah. I, I kind of had that, too, where I was like, man, man, I'm happy. I don't want any... Not enemies, but like, I don't want... I want to be able to walk around anywhere in Gainesville and like... Yeah. So, you know, I've reached out to certain people or vice versa or whatever because it's like, what the fuck, man? Everyone has their moments. Like, no, everyone has their too. moments where they, like, maybe they, maybe I don't, maybe one night I, I say something wrong or, like, I don't act the way I feel right. like I should. Yeah, yeah, totally. But for the most part, yeah, now yeah. that I've moved back, and keep in mind, I've only been back here a week and a half, yeah. I've really tried to, like, just be like, man, I mean, life is short. I've, I've, this town's full of sweet people. And yeah. there's probably some, Asshole, every, there's assholes everywhere. Yeah. But you know, like I, I you're saying, the, the 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 thing is, is that that we're uh, we've uh, we're lucky enough, you know. Like, uh, I mean, I've been lucky enough, you've been lucky enough, you know, to uh, to I, I think meet the people that we have over the years, especially in this town. That will forgive us, yeah, for being dicks. Yeah, yeah, so totally. Sorry, totally. you know. I mean, whatever. it's you know, you're right, you know, because <laughs> I mean, it's funny because. You, you, you <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm admitting. I'm no, no, it's thing, like you know? I mean, I, I mean, I do that every day. Every time I do this podcast, it's like that. It's, it's almost a certain type of penance because you know, like there was a, do you know, like old, old pops is not this pops. You know, there's, there's that's what the, I meant. There's you two. There's, yeah, there's a, there's definitely. I got lucky. Uh, I, I got in the right frame of mind, uh, all, and I was lucky enough because even though my friends were still drinking and partying and doing their shit, they were still fucking backed me up and still supported me no matter what. Of course, man. You know, and, and that's, and this is, and this is this is me. You know, and, and, and they didn't have to. No reason. No your, fucking reason whatsoever. You know, friends. and it's like, and that was you know, and that was another thing that 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 was another part of talking about doing stuff in the podcast and, and just realizing that you know and, and I keep bringing this up and it's nothing against my parents they have the way that they think 
But growing up, it was like they were, it's your family, your friends are always going to fuck you over, your friends are always going to do this to you, you can't ever count on them. But you know what? I've had the same fucking friends for 20 plus odd years now that have always been there for me at any point in time that I needed help. And there were even times where motherfucker, I hadn't talked to motherfuckers for months. Yeah. And then out of nowhere, maybe if I just happened to think of them, like me and Rebella do that shit all the time. Like he, he, I'll text him and be like, dude, I was just fucking thinking about you. Yeah. You know? And, and it seems to happen to me with all my friends when we do that shit, you know? And that, I mean, I mean, that's the other connection that we all have as well. Totally. We, there, that's, I think we're also a, lucky enough to have a little bit more of a deeper uh, connection than just this, the, 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 this, this plane that we're on now. For sure. You know, like we definitely have that. And, uh, well, shit. I'm I'm not gonna keep you anymore. This is a lot. This is this is the last. This isn't the only time it's gonna happen. But my show is a continuous thing. I'm gonna be always coming back. To I think people that I talk to. Thank you, this man. This is your art, man. I mean, I'm you. trying. I'm really trying. Uh, um. Uh, luckily, you know, uh, I'm work, hopefully working something together with Doc for the fest. Uh, I'm gonna try to do something cool with the podcast during the fest. Awesome. So maybe really try to. Uh, help the bands push themselves a little bit more even for people who aren't here at the festival right which is kind of the key part that i'm trying to work on okay for the people that can't make it okay so trying to figure out ways to do that so i'm working on some stuff right now trying to get that going wait working with uh just the bands to do the uh i'm trying to work with the places first yeah. and then try after that's situated and everybody uh-huh. says it's okay to do yeah, yeah. then get with the bands to see if it's cool with them to yeah, if they want to sure. be interviewed and stuff like that so I kind of want to set up like a little area kind of like in the woolly or something awesome. and pre-interview the bands before they play yeah. and do like live streaming so people can watch them before they go on stage yeah. to play so people who can't be at the fest Excuse me. can actually yeah. watch a band like say if they can't make it to the fest they can like oh cool I can watch the interview before they play their fucking show or something like that I, I think that's a really good idea and like people do lots of stuff at fest like Nicole Kidd yeah. does that thing where it's like you know you write down why you fest yeah 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 how cool is that and yeah. it's probably a pain for her to do that it's like, a lot of work it's a lot of work She's an art. That's her art. Yeah. So, I mean, yep, don't yep. say you're, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Of shit. Like this is what you're doing. But yeah. I man, that fest is. You, you can Gainesville's like. When I was looking from the outside, like in Virginia in the last couple yeah. of years, I'm just thinking like, it's so easy to speak. Oh, it's fucking Gainesville. I've worked in restaurants and I'm just over it. And yeah. Like, you can get jaded. This is an amazing shit. town. Yeah. If, and and like I I did the same thing. I mean I yeah. left, and it was hard for me to leave. But I did. I could imagine that it was a little difficult. It was also hard to leave, like, Virginia again because my niece and nephew are there. But they're not close. That's the thing. They're five hours away. You think you're close. Yeah. You know, you're not. Not Gainesville close. (laughs) Right. Like, five hours is a long time. But Virginia's a wide state. Yeah, super wide. But it does have... Virginia deserves the rap it gets for its politics as far as just like that's kind of what I meant by like my high school friends like a lot of them like yeah. they're whatever their parents politics yeah, are yeah yeah totally that's them their father's and Republicans kind of thing yeah yeah totally totally I 
you know. Well, poker people usually have a, a situation with any side of the bird. How? I think usually, you know what I mean? Like it's oh, yeah. it, no, either either wing doesn't really do much for us. Yeah. Per se, you know, like we're uh, uh, our, our group of people, and I think punk rock and punk rock in general, no matter from precursors from like when it started with fucking MC5 all the way up till now. Yeah. There has never been a political political movement that has stood up for this subculture that has been around for forty fucking plus fifty yeah, years, fifty one years. Punk rock's been around, but yet we have no political yeah it's strange and the country's only 250 years old so but yet there's no political you know like that's the thing that we have to do with you know and that's another thing too is that we have to go on and live our lives as we get older and do the things that we do and try to live our lives in, in, in this thing that we're doing well the music does go kind of parallel with what's going on yeah so, totally because I mean, like, like that's why like, I kind of like want when, Trump to win because I think the music would be amazing dude, punk, punk is going to get so good <laughs> dude so, if he wins dude it'll be better than when Reagan was in office the music would be fucking insane. But my man, my bro- I will say like my 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 brother Taylor. If, if, I'm sure he'll listen to this probably. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. He would always make me listen to the bands that like weren't the ones that everyone was talking about or that yeah. were in Max Mark and Roll. Yeah. And it was it was like he was like, look, Minor Thread's great. And he was like, don't get me wrong, they're they're great, yeah. but they're almost like because. Pop punk didn't exist. Right. I mean, they. He was like, they're almost. He was like, check out these bands were the craziest. He told me stories of like, um, this band called Void. Yeah. You remember like the Faith yeah, yeah. and Void. Yeah, yeah. Like he was like, man, the shows were so, like, really legit. Yeah. Fucking out of control. Yeah. At like an elementary school oh, in Jesus. Baltimore. Keep telling me. Yeah. Okay. See so what I mean? Tell keep, a story. Keep, 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 okay. Listen to it. <laughs> All right. So. He told me to um, check out Void and Faith, and then once I did that, I was like, "Holy shit!" There's so many bands that aren't Minor Threat because I feel like I listen to Minor Threat only or um, Black Flag or something like that. But there was a scene in Baltimore that was getting crazy, and my brother was a big part of it. And then fast forward to when. He was in Richmond and all those other bands like Maximilian Colby, Hose Got Cable, and um, gosh, all I don't know, um, Hoover, Soul Side, stuff like that. Like those bands were more influential to me than uh, most bands because they were just weird, and I feel like I've always been weird, and it just went hand in hand. But I thank my brother for certainly getting me exposed to something that was just not mainstream I guess and I do listen to a lot of mainstream music I will say but they um, those bands were the counterculture for reals you know the 80s were great and everyone had mohawks and stuff but he would tell me about the bands that were like not playing the big concerts right they weren't the bands playing with seven seconds they were the bands that were like playing at like houses and like they didn't play the bigger VFW halls no they were the small bands and he you know fast forward like 20 years later I think I was like 25 he made me like a mix CD I still have it 
of like these crazy bands I've never heard of who are fast and just aggressive and raw and yeah. that was when like post Reagan but kind of still that chaos and then like when Clint was present you know the economy was great everything yeah. was cool so it was more like no effects green day <laughs> right where everything is great and now like yeah. man I think there's gonna be some fucking rad bands yeah I, feel I think like there's gonna be some shit going I on. almost want I almost want him to win for that regard <laughs> but there's right now like I'm not gonna be one of those people that's like oh man Poch was great the old days fuck that Dikembe Post Teens yeah um, all of like the bands Keith told me about all like the crate like there's a lot of like um, like I don't know I don't even know what to call them like hardcore bands that yeah. are in this town that are amazing and like I'm so pumped to come back it's the the, the town like people it's cool it seems like people are actually doing it's 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 it's, uh, it's back on the upswing cause you know how easy it is to go like oh the old days man. Yeah. screw that the old days were great but the man there's days are rad still bands happening. Yeah, they are still sure shit. of course that's the thing it's like you know uh I, I saw an interview with Johnny Lydon, and he's like, listen, he's like, I'm 65, punk rock's for kids. It's not for fucking us, you know? Like, right. it's not for us, you know? Once you, once you hit that certain age, uh, it's, it's, it, 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 once you pass technically 25, I mean, it, punk rock's really not even for you, supposed to be, you right. know? But then you have Iggy Pop and you just put out a fucking album. And it's great, actually. It's <laughs> I love it. Yeah. So it's like, so maybe that that whole idea is full of shit. I think it's the, uh, it's the, uh, it's the people, it's the people, it's it's the group, it, it's the it's the it's the community that that continues it because that's the thing here. No matter what people do here, no matter what jobs they get, no matter what is it, people we're all still the same motherfuckers that we Good, were. Yeah, man. We're all still the same fucking people. We still love the same music. We're still listening to those fucking punk bands we were listening to 30 years ago, and mm-hmm. then we're still listening to new shit that we're trying to do fucking now. Totally. You know. I'll thank and, Tony for the new bands too. Yeah. Like Tony will be like, "Hey, this band's playing fast or or fest sponsored yeah, yeah. local show," and like I'll listen to them. My, I am totally guilty of like listening to him more than going to the show. Yeah, I am as well. I, I mean, I work till like one in the morning sometimes, and I'm like over there, you know. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, man, but I, <laughs> I'm so guilty. That I'll admit it. Like, I, I mean, I'd rather listen to yeah. the band or something. Yeah. I have a lot more like records of local bands I'm friends with than they you? probably know. Are you? Know, you like, are you? Are you? I'll listen collector? to like the Abra seven inch or something. Oh, oh, okay. You know, and, and jam out or yeah. I have the beat buttons full length. You know, oh, like do I, you really? Yeah, man. I went, I oh, went to um Arrow's Aim or I can't remember if it was Air. Yeah, it was Arrow's Aim when they were across the street. Yeah, yeah. I was visiting a couple years. Ago. This is like while I was in Virginia, but I was here for like the festival, and I went over there and just like. I seriously bought a bunch of like local stuff and nice. I bought because now I don't buy records all that much but like I just went and spent 80 bucks on records good today. if I I wish I had that 80 dollars <laughs> but uh no I, I I but I now I have a decent collection in my room nice. and I, like, I it's but it's fun to like this sounds a melting pot of awesome people I got two Grace Jones albums today from where fucking the antique mall right next to Waldo Flea Market Perfect condition, original. How much? Four bucks each. They have no. The person selling it just is two Grace Jones. Desperate for money? No, this guy I guess gets lots of stuff and goes through everything and takes all the good records Uh out 
and make sure everything's clean, sleeves everything, make sure they got their shit, and then he sells them for, like, he has the 1975 through 1985 Bruce Springsteen's 5LP collection for eight bucks. That's amazing. Is it one of those things where it comes in a hard case? Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah, they're in a box with the plastic still on it. Why? This guy doesn't. I don't think he doesn't. Uh, he doesn't go on record blogs to find out what shits were. Yeah. I got a nice Atlantic Star today. I got uh, original Eurythmics single. There, you, there must be an angel. Never even heard that song, dude. I, I, I'm, 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 I'm gonna so try to DJ here in town. Oh, okay, that'd be awesome. So I've got tons of like '80s stuff. It's all stuff from like. Uh, Joy Division to Depeche Mode, Nine Inch Nails, uh-huh. Ministry, everything to 90, pretty much. 80 to 90. And it's like everything from like Pebbles to Expose. Hell yeah. It's like every type of British pop to dance pop US stuff. That's like Jody Wally, stuff like that. Man, like, you, that yeah. shit rules so hard and like. You know how you were saying that the get down had like the ladies. Yeah, the dance. So you're gonna stuff. go. You're gonna go from like the get yeah. down and ladies coming to like an eighties. I'm telling you. You know, all the, well, see all the girls I tell, they're like, you should totally do it, but it's like I've been trying to get in places and it's hard to get in. P and G would be perfect, but they close so early. So early. That would yeah. be so perfect. That's where my brother. I got my brother-in-law a job there. He works there. Yeah. Man, I went a couple months ago with my roommate, and when I was in Virginia. His name's David. We went out, and there was a uh, because there was a. Um, he listens to like. I hate to say like white boy reggae, but like there's a new yeah yeah there's yeah. bands that are really pop- not three eleven but like <laughs> that more no yeah. yeah but like that kind of style yeah yeah and I was like I saw that there was a two tone and like fifties like and uh, old school ska yeah. DJ and I was like we are going to that yeah yeah and he was like he was like. His what? Eye, and it was amazing. I wish there was an old, old like an old, like rock like, steady here, dude, DJ here. This is called Trojan Records. Check it Just, out. <laughs> shit rules. But listening to like, like I don't want to listen to an entire like rock steady album. Right. But like, if someone DJs the best, throw songs, some shit in there. It was yeah. awesome, dude. I got a big Audio Dynamite album today. Wonder where you even got that. Well, that was on a major label, right? Yeah, it was only one. <laughs> the first one was, it was on awesome. a major label. I love yeah, it. it was a good one. And then what else? Did Didn't they get? Clash get back together after that or no? Yes, they did. They did a couple shows. They did like right. They didn't do a record. They didn't though. do a record. But, but yeah, they'd already gone like right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Stuff. Totally, totally. Big Audio Dynamite came out like in '89. So it was just like they, that's when they were starting to mix the techno with the rock kind of thing. That weird Jesus Jones. Saw Jesus Jones yeah. in concert. Or what's that? What's that? <laughs> Ned's Atomic Dustbin saw dude, that in concert. Dude, did you really? Yeah. yeah. Oh, dude, Jesus Jones. That's a good one. Dude, I like that one. And they were, and Ned's Atomic Dustbin had two bass players. Okay? Oh, shit. I mean, what's the fucking deal? <laughs> like, were they just friends and they were like, let's. Uh, we you, can't do this, like, man. You kick out. You kick out. Uh, that guy. Timmy. Yeah. You kick him out. Nah, uh, I want to do it. No. <laughs> that accent's terrible. But. All right, you, you play distortion bass, you play clean bass. We're I don't good. know what. Yeah, how they, how like to me a bass is a bass. You don't put a capo on it. I'm like, how do you? And le- they had to have done different sounds through them. Like one was more synthy probably, and one was more straight. Yeah, I would imagine. But I, shit, man, it's uh, it's been great talking been to you, awesome, catching man. up. Thanks, I mean, yeah. uh, welcome back to town. Uh, congratulations on the new job. Thanks, man. Wearing the ties and all. 
Um, Let's hang without a microphone. Soon. Yeah, totally. <laughs> um, what? Um, here's your time. If you got anything coming up, coffee project, any other things you want to push, talk about, tell anybody about before I put this out into the world. Anything um, you want to? Co- coffee project is we're going to record something for the fest. Okay. Whether it's like a um, an EP or something uh, with me and Buddy and Kim Helm. Okay. At some point, Buddy's on the warp tour, so it's gonna be after now. So we're recording. So yeah. We will wait, which is totally fine. I'm so happy that they play and yeah. they're successful. It's great. Every every, it's amazing that Chris Demakes called me up and did one of the. Sh- he called yeah, me up and he's like, "Listen, I'll come up to Gainesville, and we'll do when we did it at the PNG." Like he was totally fucking. I didn't yeah. expect a call from Chris Demakes to fucking do that shit. I was like, "Yeah, fuck yeah, dude, if you're gonna." I was gonna ask you anyways one day, but thanks for calling and the, letting me. That doesn't surprise me. Yeah, and they're they're the most amazing like, dudes. approachable, you know, humans ever. Yeah, they're they're good dudes, but they, uh, buddy would be good too. Because yeah, he again, he would sure. have Gainesville like like I got in the, the new generation. I mean, it's yeah. funny saying that now. Like 2002 was new, but yeah, post like hardback. Yeah, but he he was uh, I mean he was in that band Cringer. Oh yeah. That's right. Yeah, no, he wasn't in Cringer. He had a dog named Cringer. <laughs> no, he wasn't in Cringer, but he was in um, some when puberty strikes. That's right. Who was great? Holy shit! They were like a really like jangly. That was like, like pop punk band. Dude, yeah. they would play. It was like puberty strike. When puberty strikes, I remember what. When puberty strikes, probably Section Eight and right. uh, the Pink Lincolns or something played a show. Like some crazy fucking kind of bad back but, show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thirty people there, very drunk. But uh, I don't have I don't have anything to promote besides that we're playing the fest and that um, I am playing oh I am playing in a, uh, a like a cover band at fest which which is, you guys a secret now or are you I, guys I fucking guess so okay well folks that'll yeah, be right. down the road you'll know it'll be surprise <laughs> no spoiler alerts today I'm sorry uh, is there do you want to tell any like uh, email pages for your coffee project we're on know? Spotify. Okay. And we have vinyl at, I don't know if it's at Arizona, but no, no idea carries it. Paper and plastic is the label. Okay. Um, most of them are out of stock because we. Oh, okay. Stopped touring, so. Right. But um, Do yeah, you just if you want to listen to it. Or iTunes or anything or anything like that. that I mean, it's all on iTunes. Yeah. All on iTunes. Uh, SoundCloud, I don't even know. That's what I do all my oh, podcast okay. on. Oh, okay. A lot of bands are like DJs and bands and stuff, and comedians are doing stuff on SoundCloud. It's super simple. I have like an app you can get on your phone and actually record oh, on awesome. the app, and then send it straight to SoundCloud and That's download crazy. it. It's like it's all pretty. It's a pretty good setup. It's the professional one's like sixty nine bucks a year, and you get unlimited space. That's crazy. So it's that's like, awesome. Yeah, I mean, yeah, we. It's like a business one that you can get, and you can put whatever you want on. Then you get the stats. Like it tells you, uh, like if people listen who's to listening. It or Dude, I got people in Hong Kong, China listening to this. Indonesia, Japan, Mexico. Uh, I don't know who's listening to it in Sarasota. I don't know who's listening to it in Mountain something, California. Like it's like crazy. People all over the place are listening to it, and it's like it's getting bigger every week. People are like, I, I've been lucky in getting a lot of big like. Uh, like comedian followers on Twitter out from That's LA. Awesome. Like comedians are, I guess, listening to it or something. I hope they are. Yeah, That's right. Fucking, yeah, dude, I wish. I mean, 
this is not you know this is more of a serious episode I apologize no I no guess, it's but. not no it's not even trying to be funny but I think most people find it funny because like I mean one I think I come across I sound like a hick a little bit <laughs> kind of country you know like when I went up to New York that was one of the things like I was being Tom was talking it's like you kind of sound like a hick dude. I can't fucking I don't think so because I say y'all all the time oh, and yeah, stuff like that too, but I'm from New Hampshire and it's like I my whole life I've tried so hard not to get a southern accent and somehow it has crept into my right but like in New York you can hear it when I'm talking to other people oh, I totally sure. I'm like holy shit man I'm like I had to like who am I, John Voight? You're like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Your lip kind of turns to the corner like, come yeah, on, y'all. Come on, y'all. No, I don't. You want to yeah. give me a blowjob in the bathroom? <laughs> I like... Urban cowboy, guys. I, oh, yeah. I don't think I have an accent and then I go other places but, and, and I'm it's like, like, shit, yeah, I do. Yeah, I know, it's totally fucking hilarious. But it's not like when people, you meet people from like fucking Cleveland or from No, like, no, not at know, all. Philly. Definitely New York. Well, my parents and family are from, are from Baltimore. My father, still to this day, here's the things he says that are amazing and awesome. I laugh every time to myself. He washes his clothes. Okay, he does the wash. Nice. He, <laughs> there's no R anywhere near. I mean, I know that S is after R yeah. in the alphabet. Yeah, yeah. But like, Baltimore, Baltimore. Like, yeah. they almost say it with a D. Like, instead of a T. It's like yeah. Baltimore. That's... They're, like, when you watch the what? We drove through where the they filmed where they the, wire, the wire, yeah. and that's, uh, yeah, like, my, my, you drive through the wire area, which is, looks just like the show, like, yeah. it's fucking legit and crazy, and that's one of the best shows, I love that show, yeah, yeah, good it's, it's sad as hell, Yeah. but you drive right through it, and you go, and you take a left on, um, I can't remember this, but it's a decently big street, and it's, like, the nicest houses, yeah, I hear that Baltimore that gets the worst wrapped. Yeah. Super fucked. It's awesome. Yeah. It is. It's 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 it's, it's like I knew I knew an art teacher, actually a famous artist that I met there. His name was Scarpetti. His last name he taught at the Baltimore Sounds about right. Taught at the Baltimore uh, art school and I happened to meet her his daughter who was living in Sarasota at the time and we went up there one time to visit and like stayed in this weird loft in Baltimore, this crazy big art studio. It's back awesome. in nineteen ninety. Yeah. In Baltimore in 1990. Yeah, it was bad. 90? You know what Baltimore was like in 1990? I do. I do. It was pretty shit, hey. Yeah, my... My, <laughs> my the crazy part of it, like, my grandfather and, grand, and grandmother both had, a, like, both went to AA. Yeah. And both had, and, uh, like, I have a, like, a, that was, like, my grandfather's, okay. like, slogan or Easy whatever. Easy does yeah, it. Yeah, like, yeah, that was his AA slogan. Well, I didn't know it at the time because I was, like, eight years old. Yeah, yeah. But there would be, like, in Maryland, there's no liquor laws. Like, in Virginia, there's ABC laws where you can only buy, like, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. ABC laws. So, like, it's, t- it's the corner of his street, there's a full-on, like, Dirty Millie's. Yeah, it yeah. was as if Dirty Nellie's was there was on every, every corner. corner, and it's like pops nice. like like if you open like you know Kogar's booze or yeah something, or like Pops's liquor like yeah. you could have a, we could open a liquor store anywhere yeah yeah and uh, and it's it's it it is sad in certain uh, angles but like that's what I think motivated my dad so much to be like I'm gonna kick fucking ass yeah like totally. I don't you know yeah, like yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. gonna be the best you know yeah, yeah. I'm gonna go out there and kill it and yeah he, yeah. And he, like, to, to end it, because this is the best shit, man. Like, I love my parents. My mom has four sisters and a brother, and yeah. they all lived in the basement of a freaking two-bedroom two 
apartment oh, in wow. the basement in, okay. in, uh, in like I can't remember what area of the city but like not the worst but not the best yeah just probably lower working class yeah and uh, and so like my dad was a professional my dad was okay my dad was a dancer on a show that they made him John Waters made a movie about what remember that movie that's about the um uh, Tracy Lungblatt or yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I'm, I'm forgetting the name of it. It starts with an S. It's not Soap Dish, but it's like, what the hell is that called? My dad was one of the guys on that show. Oh, My parents have been together since they're 14 years old. Holy cow. And they're 70 now. And like, my dad was going to school during the day at University of Baltimore, downtown. Yeah. And working at a furniture store from like 11 o'clock at night to like 6 in the morning and then Holy going back shit. to school. Like, to me... God damn. That's where I think I was like, yeah, I gotta fucking do something. Yeah, because like this shit is crazy and awesome. That's why like my middle brother is uh, owns a, um, a very successful, like really cool, trendy clothing store. It's called Little Otsu. Well, it's not clothing anymore. They do um, it's all vegan stuff. They do they uh, publish um, journals and um, okay. Like, uh, it's, it's I'm blanking because I'm like, I'm, you know, this, yeah, yeah. this thing is right here, and it's weird to talk into it. But uh, they do uh, like children's books. Okay. They do all kinds of, and they work with local artists. They live in Portland. Right on. So he does that with his uh, longtime girlfriend over okay. ten years, and then my other brother is such a go-getter, and like his, it, it's amazing. Like I think what my parents instilled on in us. I I was like lucky to where like my parents were awesome. Yeah. It's just that they were hard because they didn't understand why I couldn't get school yeah. like I think my mother's like how do you not understand so I'm just like I don't <laughs> just doesn't hit get it. it Yeah, yeah. I know I'm a little weird dickhead and like I yeah, dress yeah. weird and like I'm into punk but like I, that has nothing to do with yeah, the fact yeah. that like I can't pass like algebra my focus isn't like, on I'm, that seriously yeah, like, it wasn't no focus like, I don't focus on so I'm in shit. like yeah. I'm, I'm into like punk music they but they didn't they were always cool about yeah. it and they kind of understood but I went through all that fucking like people trying to psychoanalyze me and all these right. like, you know tutors trying to be like you're this you need to be on all this shit and I was like fuck that so I, I'm fine where I'm at I, everything I'm, I'm happy to where you're at I'm happy to where all my friends are yeah. I'm just like I'm I'm happy to that I'm fucking alive and still have friends that put yeah. up with me and family that put up with, <laughs> that's why I yeah, feel like yeah. at 36 is like shit my friends still put up with me and so do my parents and, yeah, yeah, and I yeah. put up with my friends and, <laughs> yeah, like, and, and, and it's great it's like and then you can coexist yeah no, totally like but anyway and I love that we're sitting in Florida sweating yeah I'm wearing jeans like yeah. so sweaty but that's just how it is I love it I missed yeah. it I missed this yeah this in Virginia it, it's not this hot and yeah. this is nothing yeah today yeah yeah but like it will be hot this summer Guaranteed. It's gonna be hot, bitch. It's gonna be so hot that Miami people are gonna start moving up here. For real. Man. <laughs> Walking around, people with like white shorts, and I love it. Can't wait. I love, but all the quirks of like Gainesville never go away. Do you? No. You love that when you yeah. go away for a little while and you move back, and you just drive by like fucking Gator Beverage, and you just like laugh. You, know, yeah. you drive by like. Uh, I spent many too many hours in there. Like spent right, too many hours. Yeah, not you, just Gator Bridge because it's a booze place, but like yeah. just the places you drive by that are just like fuck, man. Even the top Atlanta, yeah. you know. Like, and it's amazing what that whole thing's become over the years too. Like how it's become such a its own monster. It's amazing. It's, it's one a, of the greatest it's, things it's I've a ever big, seen. It's a big, it's a big machine. Yeah, it really is. It's it's a. Uh, it was kind of like I remember back in the nineties. 
saying like I can't wait till the McGurns are gone and all the old school people and like people we know are actually taking over and, and buying up property and using it for what it should be used for right like they're using everything they're using every fucking building they have it's amazing and it's all being used every building is, is on the weekend is busy there isn't you know like they have something going with everything they're doing and it's like they've, they've done a lot for this place and it's uh, and I think and I think the thing too it being 2016 and Gainesville being on the uplift when it comes to we seem to have the uh, we're doing the uh, the technical the tech side of things now in this town yeah. which is really pulling in a lot of the younger money which I think we're, we're grabbing people instead of people moving out to California and doing that shit. We have people coming to Florida. Main Street, like Main Street over yeah. there is getting crazy. Yeah. Chad Darby's putting 250, 300 people in the, in the backyard at Boca with his DJ night. Right? Friday. It's, it's freaking... It's, That's why I want to DJ. I it's want, amazing. I want to be able to go <laughs> out it. and play and have people dance. Like the, Now that I don't play music, right. I want to play stuff that makes me dance. For other people, you know. Jeez, so I mean, it's out there. I, I've been putting it out there. I, I've been, I've been bugging Micah Daw. What's up, Micah? Yeah, over there at the top. Yeah, you guys need. Well, they said they needed a DJ in there, and I've been begging on him. I was like, I'll start there. You know, yeah. I don't care. I mean, it's beginning, so I just want to just start and do it. You know, Dude, everybody. Your name around is like positive, vi- good vibes, man. <laughs> you walk into somewhere, they should want Pops the DJ. What, what's your DJ name gonna be? DJ Pops. I'm trying to think of what mine would be. I, I don't DJ know, possibly yeah. awesome. Uh, well, actually, my 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 wife came up with DJ K Pops, as in Grand, like, <laughs> like Grand that. Pops. I like that, dude. That's <laughs> awesome. So, we'll see. You're what like, happens you're like, now let me shorten that. Let, let me, me edit that, that one yeah. a little. We'll just Richie Rich. How about that? Yeah. I want to be. Uh, I wanted to be DJ Tanner, like, <laughs> but that already exists. Jack Bailey, um, DJ Coin Laundry is like the greatest. That's thing a good one. Ever, man. That's a good one. But DJ Night is more fun. It, I love. I'm, I'm starting to get back into it. Yeah, for sure. I mean, Dar- Darbs. I've been wanting to get a hold of him and talk to him a little bit, and uh, pick his brain, man. Yeah, totally. I'm sure he can get you foot yeah. in the door somewhere. Yeah, for sure. But man, thanks again Dude. for doing this. Thank you, man. Jake, awesome. man, it's been a great time catching up with you, man. I'm glad you're back in town. I'm glad you. Things are uh, going the, the way that they are for you, man. You thanks, can go man. ahead. Please, yeah, no problem. It's. It's it's been awesome, and I'm, I'm honored you asked me. Because I mean, we're buds, so it's kind yeah. of like when you, someone, you know, we're just like, I like your podcast because it's, podcasts are awesome because it's just like two people hanging out. Yeah, talking. totally. It is not like this weird interview. I have nothing. You're like promote something. I'm like I don't even really have anything yeah. to promote. Yeah, yeah. But uh, I I just it's been fun fun catching up with you. I mean, the the main reason why I did this is because it's almost like it's like for me, it is a uh, it's my way to reconnect yeah hell yeah with people you know and it's also because I know we're all busy you know like I'm Mm. I'm gonna be 45 this year you know like I work more than 40 hours a week usually I got a great job everything's going great but I mean this is definitely something that I mean I hope takes precedence at one point in time in a couple years and becomes my main thing because I have some ideas for a TV show cool that I'm trying to work on I just just don't know the quite quite the right people, you know. I've been in music my whole life, so I really don't know like 
like TV people, you know, yeah. like that whole industry. Like it's such a weird thing. Like like I was talking to Todd Weisfeld. He had worked for Vice for a couple years when he was okay. up in New York and yeah. stuff. And he said that the cool thing about that is like a lot of those people that worked for Vice were from Gainesville too. Yeah. So it was kind of like such a good end to have yeah, like man. knowing people. And it's like here I think this. You know, I, I know there's other people doing podcasts in town. And I, I kind of would like one day for there to be like a, a podcast studio, like a co-op that all of us could use. Right. You know, like a place where we could all go and, and uh, share a space. Yeah, and ha- right. You know, like kind of do set up shows because, I mean, like that's the thing now. Like every, I mean, that's all I watch on YouTube is podcasts. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I watch Joe Rogan's podcast, sure. Joey Diaz. I watch Dom Irera's podcast. Uh-huh. I watch um, who else is out there? Oh, Michael Rappaport's got a really good podcast. It's called I Am Rappaport. Awesome. Um, like Mark Marin. Yeah. I mean, like everybody that's out there now doing stuff podcast-wise, comedy stuff that I like so much. I mean, I mean, I know this isn't quite comedy, but like the, the stories that I that usually come out of it are are, are, are so real, and there's uh-huh. so much humor in the story. Anyways, I mean, it's not. You know, like, that's the thing. And, like, what you said about having us sit here and doing it this way, I mean, I wanted it, uh, my idea was to come out. The main thing, the reason why I always like doing it and coming out and doing it in places like this is so people, when they are listening to it, it's as if they're sitting right here. Uh, of course. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's we like. Could, we could tell, sto- I could tell stories yeah, of, yeah. like, Keith eating uh, Hungry Howie's pizza that was out of the fridge and on the counter for like three days and then he ate it like but I mean are we gonna you know I mean? those are for like, other shows yeah that's for others like if we so wanna that's do that's the like, point that's know. the point of this is that we you know this is all the first ones I'm doing are like my introductions sure to all the people that I this is my time where I say um thank you so much for being the person that you are Thank you for doing everything that you've ever done musically or artistically for Gainesville or anywhere else that you've done Right. your work. Um, if it wasn't for you, then I wouldn't be the person that I am today. And that's why I, one of the main reasons why I'm doing this is for me to say thank you to everybody that I've met in this town or anywhere else over the past 20-some-odd years that have had such probably a way bigger influence on me than they think they have. Right. You know, Just because I'm the older guy... Doesn't mean that I I'm not super influenced by all oh the key, all the people that I hang out with because I mean that's why I always try to surround myself with the people that I do because I want to be influenced and become a better person definitely because of the, everyone else's influence you know and it, and it, and it makes a big part and that's what I try to get across to a lot of people out there that are listening is that listen you know even if it's not Gainesville that you find to be your place where you can uh, be an artist. Uh, whether it's in San Francisco or New York or fucking Phoenix, Arizona, or wherever Hong the Kong. fuck you're at, you know, yeah, <laughs> Hong Kong, fucking anywhere that you're at, and you find this family, and you're lucky enough to find the family that I've been lucky enough to find. Um, we are lucky. Yeah, we're literally lucky. It's stupid lucky, you know. Like you, not everybody gets to find such a large family that are willing to at any point in time do whatever they can for one another and that's and that and that's just me saying thank you to to you and to those that have done the show oh of course the people you've been uh, it makes sense now that the people you have interviewed like it makes sense you know what you're doing yeah makes sense now that i've seen like who you've interviewed it's just influential people you know in your life yeah i mean it's like you know i and uh and if anyone's listening um not to try to shoot far up a ladder for such a wee small podcaster, but 
I am trying to get a hold of Jimmy Eat World. Uh, if anyone's listening out there that knows those guys, I knew them back in the day. Hot Water Music toured. They played in Phoenix with them at the warehouse. They'd come here a bunch of times. I'd spent a good amount of time with them. Uh, they were a big part of that time period. Oh, yeah. Uh, Clarity, Bleed America, those two albums, I think, um, at that time period when those came out, were very influential on me as a musician. Uh-huh. Like, a lot. Definitely. And... Uh, Hopefully, maybe I'll be lucky enough one day to get those guys and talk to them. I you know, I, I, I Twittered them. Uh-huh. You know, I know they're out there, and I was like, I don't know if you guys remember me. It's Pops. Yeah, I toured yeah. for Hot Water Music. Sure. I was the asshole that stopped selling merch before I was supposed to. <laughs> I got yelled out by Jason Black. Oh, uh, no. That's awesome. <laughs> Even though I wasn't getting paid. No, of course not. Uh, but, uh, no. But again, yeah, I just want to say thank you for everything, and uh, thank you for doing this. This will happen again. I awesome. mean, there's there's definitely going to be a time where I'm going to try to get a, a good group. It'd be nice to maybe uh, during the fest, if some if maybe boils down, you know. Oh, yeah. Uh, get a group of y'all together, and we can have a nice powwow with a, a group of people. Yeah. And sit down and do some talking. Uh, like, my idea for the podcast is really... Ho- uh, during the fest is to really hopefully get around and try to get as many you will, man. talks you that no I can idea. possibly get. So. You'll get as many as you can handle. Man. So People, you have some, I mean... Gainesville's my biggest, I, that's where my most listens are, so I know sure. thank, everybody who's listening, believe me, I'm, I never expected anyone to listen. I, I, I tr- tr- truly just started the, doing this because... I they, had to. They like you and they like the show, you know, man. And and um, and I am very appreciative. And uh, and uh, if you guys have any questions, you guys know how to get a hold of me at apowerwithpops.com. Uh, you can get a hold of me at jcoger at gmail.com. I'm on Tumblr, Pinterest, uh, Tinder. What else? <laughs> Nip, nipple. Nippler, Friendster, Friendster, uh, comes come dumpster. MySpace. I'm on all the my <laughs> MySpace come dumpster. <laughs> I just keep coming up with new ones. Hopefully, some app will come. I'll give somebody an app idea. You know, <laughs> like Nippler. That sounds like a great one. It's just pictures of nipples. And they're millionaires. Yeah, they will. You're not. And I'm not. But see, I love doing that. I don't. Rich, see, money doesn't mean shit to me. If this is this is seriously, honestly, if I knew. If I could make $100,000 a year just doing a podcast and traveling the country interviewing people, I'd be fine with that. That'd be that. incredible. That'd be amazing, man. And, I, and all I want to do is just drive around in my car and do it. I mean, like, that's my idea is just to drive to certain uh-huh. scenes in different states, no matter where it is, and find a group of people that are just as weird, that have that attraction, that pull me in and get into what their scene's like and, and talk about what it's been like for 20 years and what, you know, I, I want to travel around and get that connection. Plus even travel, de- man. Yeah, you know? And that makes my wife happy because that means I'm not here and she can ride her horse more. <laughs> <laughs> That's <laughs> so awesome. fuck that, motherfucker. That's awesome. So, no, again, Jake, thank dude, you so thank much for doing this, dude. Thank you uh, for doing it. Again, we'll be, we'll be, we'll be, we'll be talking again and, uh, Again, you, you're my 51st. 51st. You'll be the 51st podcast. And we both have, like, really old, questionable tattoos, tattoos yes. on our arm. I we do. That. I know. <laughs> it's, alcohol took a lot more uh, precedence than tattoo di- tattoos did for me, it seems. Well, you're, you seriously, like, <laughs> made my day. I love being here. Awesome. And, like, for real, because, like, talking about old times was fucked up. Yeah. It was, like, you think it's, like... 
I don't want to relive those days. Yeah. But talking about them sometimes is fun. It's fun. I mean, it's it's to me, it, it's almost it's that it's that uh, you get to somebody somebody actually said something to somebody prior to doing this that I had asked to do the thing, and they're like, "Why relive the past?" And I and I get that with a lot of people sure. because I mean, honestly, in the grand scheme of things, while chasing the sun through outer space is sixty six thousand miles an hour just flying through the uh-huh. galaxy uh, the past doesn't exist once once something leaves your mouth it's gone it never really happened anyways and right. I get that I mean that's that's the universe but I'm trying to capture it in a way to where I'm not trying to relive the past I'm just trying to make people realize what was in that past sure you know what I mean? I'm not. I don't. I'm not. I don't want to ask people to relive bad moments. Yeah. Uh, if they want to share bad moments, share the bad moments, man. Some people have to share it and get it out. You know, yeah. like I'll spit out some shit. A lot of my upbringing I didn't like. Sometimes it comes out. You yeah, know, but that's sure. to me it's funny. I talk about the bad shit because that's the only way right. I can deal with it. And I gotta laugh at it. If not otherwise, I'd be like, Wah. oh, I know, man. I know. You know, that's that's the whole 1980s. You know, cut myself to feel Dude. kind of bullshit, but you know. That's what I like. Well, I'll leave you with this on the on what you're just talking about about like the past, like Coffee Projects was. I wrote those songs that are like, like real, I guess. Yeah. So like, for a while I was like, fuck all that shit because I don't want to fucking relive. That was were shit ass memories. I right. Hated that shit. Like I don't want to think about that stuff anymore. And now when we play the old songs. I like literally smile. Like someone was like, saw me when we played at the fest last year, and someone was yeah. like, "Damn, you actually smiled." I was like, "Yeah, man. Like it's fun now for me. I don't. The, the songs aren't what they used to be. My past they isn't have a different what it meaning used, to the past. Yeah. yeah, and so the, especially the songs, because now I'm like, well, I, that's the thing about that's what that's the thing about the past is that now you have a different outlook on it because you're in a situation where you can appreciate the full artistry that's in the music. You see. That it takes you to that exact moment. You know the smells, oh the feelings, the ideas, the smell the of anxiety. Bathroom. Yeah, all the nasty <laughs> shit. You know, and that, and that, and you get to laugh about it now because yeah. you're still here. Oh, for sure. That's the thing. Yeah. You know. That's and awesome. On that man. note, That's again, awesome, Jake, thank you so much, so guys. Much. You know how to reach me. Um, this will be up not this Monday, but next Monday. Yeah. And uh, y'all look out for it. And if you have any questions, any remarks. Nobody ever leaves questions or remarks. I really wish you would. Yes. Uh, ideas are awesome. If you guys have ideas for questions that you want me to ask people, do that too. What was your favorite toy growing up? I mean, Nintendo or, skate, or skateboard. Okay. Uh, your first favorite album? Um, uh, uh, Minor Threat discography. Okay. The Gainesville, the first Gainesville band you heard that every time you even hear it today you're like fuck that's Gainesville uh, and what song a tie well okay uh, either like either Radon Kibbles and Bits or okay. like or um fucking uh, Feedback is Beautiful Army of Bunch like okay. All right. live those are good ones know, yeah yeah fucking I mean I don't remember the name of that song yeah yeah but, uh, or or just um like hot water music, no division yeah, yeah. or something. Like okay. that album, and everything. Like, that's yeah, fucking yeah. Gainesville, man. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. they like said Gainesville in the beginning of the song. Yeah, and yeah, I'm, like, yeah. Young, I'm like, <laughs> fuck yeah, man. All right, yeah, folks. Those three. 
there, there's some, there's some good, there's good three. If you, if you haven't heard any of those, you're out in the fucking loop. It's true. Uh, or you're too young. But then go look at them anyways. And uh, thank you all for listening. Uh, do me a quick favor, y'all folks. Uh, listen out for me. Uh, I'm gonna start putting some more video stuff out there. Working soon. Uh, hopefully the podcast will get to a video situation at some point in time. Also working on another podcast with another person. Hopefully that works out. Uh, but besides that, uh, I'll still be cleaning up vomit and shit out of toilets as a uh, as a skilled janitor. So uh, until you guys pick up the support, I'll be cleaning toilets. So I appreciate y'all very much. <laughs> I love you all. Hey, Fred Perry, Doc Martin, I look really good in your clothes. So if you guys need someone during the fest to uh, push some of your shit, I'm the guy to look at. So uh, you all have a great week. Uh, please watch out for one another. Uh, don't be selfish. If you can help someone out, do it. And uh, watch out for each other, all right? You all have a great week. And I appreciate you all very much, and uh, I love you. So peace. Peace.